Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Dabble and Dribbling. As always, we gotta talk about some business. Are you following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dabble and Dribbling? Are you, Alex? Yes. Good job. Indubitably. Indubitably. Um, make sure you do so, and make sure you subscribe, rate, and comment wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Super important, because we love hearing from you. DM us, because we will respond. Because, uh... Yeah, we like doing that. Yeah. This is a pretty dope episode, I think, because our dabbling section was really about love the mm-hmm. whole time. As is one to talk about when it comes to Michelle Obama. Right. Because I went to go see her mm-hmm. uh, in her book tour the other day, and I don't know, I'm just like still kind of reflecting on it. And we talk about love in a very, I think, very honest way. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed it. It was yeah, a good conversation. It was a really, really good conversation. Um, and then we congratulated the newly wedded couple of Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas. If you didn't know, they were dating for some time, and then they quickly got married. It surprised a lot of people. So if yeah. you didn't hear, now you know you're one of the many. Yeah. <laughs> and then our dribbling section. In the dribbling section, we talked mostly about Dwight Howard and recent allegations that he was involved with a self-identifying gay man. Right. And some threats that gay man is now experienced from Howard's camp. Yeah, and people got feelings about that, so yeah. we talk about it. Yeah, and also just mostly about Dwight Howard and his career and who he is as a person and how it's so important. Mm-hmm. I think the theme of this whole episode is really like knowing who you are mm-hmm. because other people are going to have opinions of you a ton. Self-exploration is key. Yeah, and people are going to have all the opinions they want of you, and some of those opinions are important, but a good chunk of them aren't. And so, um, but yeah, so it was really talking about that. And our dope people... Are really dope. Are two They're women great. again. We did we did great. I didn't want to say it, but you could, you could point it out. Two women again. I went your way this time. Wow. Mine's a nine-year-old. She's pretty cool. Uh, mine's a 29-year-old, so... So I win? Sure. All right, cool. Or we both win because women. Yay, <laughs> Yay. feminism. Yeah. Why are you not more excited about I, that? I I, as a man, I can only be so excited. I have to I have to keep, you know, the space for you all. Yes, I appreciate you that. You have maximum. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm lower. Yes, I appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate, appreciate I, it. I loved your person and my person I thought was pretty cool too. So Yes, I'm into it. All right, friends, check out this episode. It's a good one. Um, and we'll catch you on the flip side. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabble and Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. It's episode number 63. On a very foggy um, Sunday afternoon, we decided to record the cast a little early um, because Alex has a hot date tomorrow. And it's really just a meeting. I know, but I just I mean, I mean, it could be hot. It's with two police officers. Dang. Okay. <laughs> it's it's for a thing for my job. Right. So you're going you're going to jail. There's two guys, uh-huh. and they're just helping they out single? with some stuff. No, they... two two men on the force. Well, no, I think they're both married. Damn they're it. two men of color on the force. Damn it. Who are helping out with something I'm doing? Uh-huh, and uh-huh, I said, uh-huh. besides a date, this is the only other thing that I might <laughs> reschedule the podcast for. So you would reschedule a podcast for a date. Depends on who she is. Oh. Mm-hmm. I haven't done it yet. I was gonna say, but like, when I, I do, will you'll you tell know. me? It will, yeah, I'll tell you. And then I'm, you know, I'm but you'll be know, my, you'll be like, who is she? Yeah, and I'm then, gonna be in my important because I'll be in my 
damn feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd be like, no. I thought I was your number one hoe. But I'm very discerning and sagacious. <laughs> so you will look at this and say like, oh, okay. For her? Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But remember, I'm your number one hoe. Okay. Number one. I mean... It, those are your words. I'll those, try to remember that. I love how you're like, those are your words. I will t- I'll take that into account whenever rescheduling for this podcast. No, it's all good. It's all good. You know, we got to work. We got to make our monies okay. to do the, all the things. It's important. Um, how are you doing? I'm great. Yeah. Loving life, doing the creativity, doing the fitness stuff. Yeah. Just staying on top of my game. It's a good point in the year. Yeah. Where not too much is on my plate and with the time huh. i have i'm using it well good for you man Feeling good how are you um i'm doing fantastic mm-hmm. um mostly because i saw michelle yesterday michelle uh lavon robinson mm-hmm. obama i don't mm-hmm. know if you know who she is i've heard of her yeah um our forever first lady all right mm-hmm. she's uh goals in every way you went to her book signing no oh. so she did um i didn't go to her books she did do a book signing up in union square um in the barnes and noble up there uh which was fun i'm sure but and apparently it was like super long and all that stuff but uh um, i didn't get to go to that because i had to work mm-hmm. but i did go to her like tour the tour that she was doing that she did in barclays okay and took some students with me and it was very fun and um how was it? She said some good things. Uh, she talked about the she, past, the future, the present. She did it all. Okay. In like an hour and a half to two hours of talking. Mm. And so I read the book and the book is very good. Very just easy to read. I just found out today that it is the number one top selling selling yeah. 2008 hardcover. Would not be surprised. No, not at all. They haven't um, released the soft cover. No, I, I don't think so. Okay. Um, so I have the hardcover. I don't do hardcovers. Okay. It's a little... It's a choice. It's an extra weight I don't need. Yeah, that's fair. Like a streamlined book. Yeah. I, f- I typically like soft covers, but if, you know, mm-hmm. if Michelle is going to be around, I'm just going to just gonna do it. Hardcovers um, are for the biceps. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm trying to get those Michelle Obama arms. So, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm doing it where, everywhere it counts. She has an, an added unnecessary weight to her hardcover book. It's got a titanium plate inside. Just just so that, just to give you guys a little bit just of Just for that. the strength training. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so she essentially like goes through the book as far as like her early life into dating and Obama, like Barack and into being first lady and like how to raise how to raise children all these different kinds of things and the whole time i was just like wow she's giving so much really great life advice Mm -hmm. and she was it was just like left and right and to a point i was just so enthralled i couldn't even write it down i was just like she's saying all these like super smart and just practical things that i think Anyone else would listen and be like, yeah, that's, yeah, that makes sense. You, you know, may, like, marry a Harvard grad and <laughs> make sure he runs for president. Right. And, right, right. You right. know, yeah. If he can play he basketball, could, she that's called, a plus. She called him trifling. And I was just like, she I, said trifling. Yeah. I was, Wait, and I was, was like, this, ah. was this before he became president? Yeah. Was, yeah oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she, she was his mentor for like the summer internship he was doing at her firm in Chicago. Yeah, she was. And, <laughs> and, uh, 
you know, she's like a black brother from Hawaii. Like I had a feeling that he was probably like some nerd. And then he spoke. I talked to him on the phone. I was like, oh, that's, you know, he had that Barack voice. And I was like, oh my God. And then he had that hey. Barack swag. And I'm just like, I can't. Yeah, Michelle. It's, it's adorable that <laughs> yeah. how like cute they are together. Anyway. Ugh. Um, so she was giving all this life advice. And then I also. Wait, she's thought- older than him? I, I believe so. Oh, okay, great. Maybe by a year or two. Let me check it out. Yeah, check it out. I'm not sure f- for it to be f- to to be to be fair. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Or maybe she, he, maybe he isn't. I don't know. Just because you know, because people can go to law school later in life. They don't have to like go right after. Yeah, of course. You know, um, and so he is older than her by three years. Oh. Well, hmm, that's funny. Um, but then as much as she was giving all this life advice, I also thought that she was reading me for filth. What do you mean? Like when she was talking about dating and just like oh, all those things. And do I was, tell. And I was just like. Rah! What did she say? Um, she was just saying how like, well, she was reading a lot of brothers out there. Just a lot of men to be like, we like men that are confident, that <laughs> are like. I mean, a lot of stuff she was talking about was very heteronormative, and I think she like she was very fair about that, and she okay. like was honest about that. Um, but she was just saying things like, you know, just like do not like about not settling. About she was talking about there was this moment where she's just like, you know, yeah, Brock had like the credentials as far as like a Harvard grad, you know, job, doing all these different things mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, credential, mm-hmm, credential, mm-hmm, credential, mm-hmm, credential mm-hmm, checklist, mm-hmm, checklist, mm-hmm, checklist, checklist. But there's a lot of really great people out there that don't have those credentials and checklists that are still doing really amazing things for the world, doing amazing things in their community, in their in their families, in their lives, and things like that. And I was just like, that's so crazy to me because I didn't realize how elitist I was in my dating world. Mm-hmm. Because I was just like, oh, I can't date someone who doesn't have a bachelor's degree. And it's just like, what the, f- what? Like, girl, who, oh who are you to oh like, first of all, Bri, I know you think you're the oh, shit, oh, but you're not that much of the shit, right? Oh. You know, and it's just one of those things where I was just kind of like, wow, like, how, who have I, like, said no to just because they didn't have a certain credential or certain whatever? What did she say beyond confidence um, in gosh. terms of what women are looking for? There's confidence. Oh, um, you know, well, one of the other things she said, and it was mostly to... And and excuse to anybody uh, the fact that like you know that marriage is incredible hard work and that she talked about like them having to go to counseling and therapy yep because they're you know Brock wasn't home because he was in Springfield running for some office you know I don't see you yeah <laughs> brother where are you <laughs> um, one of the things she talked about which kind of shook me was you can't expect your partner to be your happiness. Right. I knew that. I know that. Mm -hmm. But why is it that like in relationships, in romantic relationships, you crave that from your partner, right? You crave like acceptance and love or at least I know I do, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I want you to tell me I'm pretty. I want like you validation. to validation. I like I need that validation. And it doesn't have to be like words, it could be in actions, you know, whatever love language you wanna, you know, whatever. Um and she she talked about like how how you need to be a whole person completely mm-hmm. before joining forces with somebody else. Okay. Because once yeah. you have children, she called them interrupters of life. Um, <laughs> They're lovely and wonderful. More but, like hijackers. Yeah. <laughs> They hijack everything mm-hmm. because they're, like they're the focal. They're the focus, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, 
And, I, and she said that, and I was just like, wow. Like, And I always knew that. I don't expect who I'm with to be my everything. But I also do, just don't want to be an option for them either. Right. You know, I want them to choose me every day. I want them to be like, I care about this person. I mm-hmm. love this person. I want to be there for this person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and love takes sacrifice, right? And like, if that's mm-hmm. where you're at in a relationship, there are sacrifices that you take. And she was talking about how I, you know, there was Barack with all this ambition mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be overshadowed by his ambition and career. And like, I could have done that. But I also wanted a career and a life and all those things, too. It's such Um, a delicate balance. Such a delicate balance. But so before she even came out, there was like this video montage. And the whole time and like the whole time I was like, this is so beautiful. The girls are in it like Mm -hmm. the like they're being interviewed. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, they are gorgeous. Jesus Christ. I'm like, I knew they were very pretty, but like, my God. (laughs) And um, Barack is speaking and, all. you know, they're just kind of going through the book kind of in a way and um and there was a moment i just like it like i think it hit me and a couple of people around me that we all just really missed them like and i just started tearing up and Mm -hmm. i don't cry for anything really Mm -hmm. and i was like oh and i and like my eyes just welled up and i'm like i really forgot we miss them it's been a while so much and I was, oh God, I'm even like sad thinking about it now yeah. because I was like, damn, I miss them. You and then little, you look, she, Brian looks a little misty eyed for those. <laughs> you can't see it on the podcast. I'm fine. I don't have feelings or a heart. Uh, yeah, I was fine. Whatever. She was great. And she just like, in talking about the things that she did in the White House that we're not seeing currently, like the the way children are welcomed in the White House, the way oh, God. the way that arts and culture are welcomed in the White House. Think about the first slam poetry that they did. That was yeah. the first thing that they did their first year right. in office. And Lin-Manuel Miranda said right. that he was going to do a rap about Alexander Hamilton. There you go. And that he was going to write a play about it. And they yep. both were like, okay, sure. good, good luck with that, sir. Right. And now it's one of the biggest all musicals time. of all time. Right. You know, just like, how wild common was in the white house yeah doing slam poetry Mm -hmm. like just like the things like they were doing tiny desk concerts basically essentially and but also how she was how the that white house administration expected these artists to come in advance and work with students and children uh, with with their art and with their work that they were doing Mm -hmm. um i just like miss them so much and i'm I'm still reflecting on so many of the things that she said, um, person like about personal stuff, about like finding your voice, having your girls, your your people, mm-hmm. your your tribe, mm-hmm. um, being being wise about love, being wise about next steps in life and things like that. And um, I just oh, I miss them so much. And she was so stunning. She was wearing all white. Oh, and she said shit on the on mm-hmm. you know she you know it's a, it's a there's children there so mm. she said there was a point in in it when she was talking about like you can't have it all they say you can have it all like have the kids the husband the marriage all those things and have a job and she's like oh, you, please. you can't do that she's like that lean in shit and yes <laughs> and yes and then the whole crowd roars oh, cuz she my. said shit right well it just but uh, 
as a as a suffix to lean in right but <laughs> lean the, in right shit. so like invalidating the lean in philosophy right exactly she's like that shit doesn't work and then then she's like oh my god guys and she and it was literally probably several minutes of us just cheering like you we agree with you and also you said shit it's <laughs> funny you're a human being like you're a right. human being it like and, brought her to mortality right and not, but she's always yes yeah, right. she's been she, down to earth and grounded always incredibly but shit puts you at the bar table with right me i think a, the only beer. the only thing that i like makes me sad is just like yeah she cusses like so i'm sure i'm sure she cusses i'm sure she smokes weed too and yeah, i'm sure, sure she like drinks i'm sure she mm-hmm. hangs out and like sure. all those different things um what i i think like the message may have been missed a little bit because she said shit and like there's literally articles right now about michelle saying shit like articles like can you believe she said shit yeah but just like oh she said shit yeah. ah Excited. you know yeah, yeah. And, or like oh can you believe it and, mm-hmm. and but the message of like as much as lean in is really powerful like that that concept just seems wonderful mm-hmm. it's not realistic right um, my understanding of the lean in philosophy which is a book written by i forget Sarah the author Sandberger. Okay. The Facebook person. Okay. Lean In was a book released for women about having it all and being empowered. Yep. And and the and the reality is it's hard to have it all, right? Mm-hmm. And like there's no such thing as having it all. I think you have a version of having it all for yourself, right? Like but there's still gonna be gaps and things or areas that you may be lacking mm-hmm. so and that's okay too you said the word sacrifice earlier mm-hmm. and i just don't i've we were talking about hetero love earlier this mm-hmm. week you and i and marriage in that conversation wait when and did we talk about this when we were leaving our friend's place ah yes yeah i was just like wait when did we talk about this mm-hmm. and we remember. were coming home back to our neighborhood mm-hmm. uh and I no, I've I've completely, completely given into the idea over the time in my young life that if you are going to be married, we always say the word sacrifice. Yeah. But I've always thought about it as a younger me as I'm going to sacrifice other potential relationships and some of my time mm-hmm. for this person. Right. My desires and my time, part of it will be sacrificed for them. Right. But as I'm getting older, I'm realizing not only that, but the time to do what with is like time to read, mm-hmm. time to go places I want to go without that person. Sometimes. Yeah. You still want to be your own person, like you said, be yeah. 100% and have your own life, but be able to travel by yourself for just whatever. Right. Being able not to consider another person when making a decision for yourself. Not being able to like go do everything you want to do when you want to do it right. however you want to do it that's why being single is really easy in that way like if there's yeah. there's moments of loneliness obviously and there's moments of like I'll take them. um well i mean hey that's some people are wired that way because you're a weirdo no i'm just kidding um no but like of course there's like moments of loneliness. there's moments of pressure depending on cultural things or like family obligations or whatever right. like there's there are those things um but i look at it as like you know, I'd look at if Michelle and Barack what seems like a really genuine relationship that they like genuinely like each other. They seem like they actually just and the and the baseline like each other. Like like spending time with one another. Mm-hmm. 
they also happen to love each other. There's like another deeper sense to that, right? Like that they, comes from respect. Yeah, and so I think there's there's this piece of like they like each other, they enjoy spending time together, they're very compatible in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's this deeper sense of like love because there's a lot of respect. There's a lot of there's all those things that about like that's just deeper. I think right? once they had kids, though, I'm sure that deepens even further. Well, it deepens the contract. It deepens sure. the bond because you're working on a shared project together that mm-hmm. means a lot. Mm-hmm. She literally called it. It's your first shared project. It's like a she, shared project. Yeah. And there's, you're, you're both committed. You're opted in. Yeah. Whether you want to or not. Right. Even if you were to divorce, you're both on this shared project. Right. You're life. in each other's lives as long as that person is, mm-hmm. you know, it's, on this earth too. If, if you're going to commit to that, then I think most parents would say there are some rare relationships where parents are both. You know that infatuation phase Mm -hmm. that lasts the first six months to Mm -hmm. two years or whatever? Some people got it like that. Some parents have that forever, and they're like showing their body parts at the dinner table, even though the kid's there. And they're like, like, God. No, I've heard of friends and family where they're just like making out in front of the kids. And you're like, they. Your parents are like 50. And they're still (laughs) doing that? Your parents are. Still touching each other. Cool. Okay, yeah. I think I think that's a rare one percent. Mm-hmm. I think for the majority of parents who are still together who have kids, the word love could be synonymous with just respect. Mm-hmm. And so you respect each other, you like each other, you're probably not infatuated with each other, but your partners on this project together. Right. And that that overrides, supersedes everything else. And sometimes people stay together just because it's just easier to do that mm-hmm. than like divorce and like or like separate and start a whole life together and things like that and and you know and that's a choice too and I hope I never have to make that kind of a choice because um, I look at I mean I, I just compare everything to what I know right like what I know is the successful marriage mm-hmm. of my parents which I'm grateful that I've had that example and it's also the reason probably why I'm still single um, because you're comparing things to that potential that courtship or, that or just the courtship sure um but i really truly like look at my dad and see the kind of man that he is and it's just mm-hmm. i've had, i haven't really found another guy like him that like is respectful is um loving genuinely um and just listens like he's very present okay you know okay Let's talk about this oh, then. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I feel we like were... you're, you're about no, to read me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because we talked about this the other night. And I think it's... So, I don't like the concept of marriage so far as it is controlled by religion and government. Sure. As much okay. as we have to... When we like someone enough, and we all agree... I think we've all liked more than one person in our lifetime. Sure. You maybe have been only with one person in your lifetime if you're wired that way, but you've had feelings for other people. We all know this. Mm -hmm. And in that way, we are not monogamous people. Mm -hmm. And I think people will say like, no, you should be with one person the rest of your life and that blah, blah, blah. And that 50% divorce rate that the United States has is just kind of like this weird sociocultural thing of living in a capitalist society. I call BS on all that. Mm-hmm. We are not wired like penguins. Right. Penguins are biologically monogamous. Right. They Same thing with lobsters. Same thing with lobsters with the claws together in the tank holding <laughs> each other's hands. Mm-hmm. They um if their partner 
that they choose dies, that penguin takes on no other partners the rest of their time. And they usually like die sooner because their partner went away. They're just heartbroken because that's how they're wired. Versus humans, we will either cheat Mm. or um, if we don't stay together for a long time, we may remarry. Right, and right. some people may choose not to do either for you know their own personal reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but marriage uh, is just a consummation of saying that you like this one person above all else. Right. At least for that time. Mm. And there are books written about this, several books out there about the idea of being single mm-hmm. or, or marriages that only have like a shelf life of so long. Yeah. So like... Like everything in my pantry, it only lasts for so long, and I may not want to eat that oatmeal every day, and after a while, it may even go bad. Right. Um, so some marriages are meant to last for 20 years, 30 mm-hmm. years, and you see people divorcing at, like, in their 60s, 70s, 80s, yeah. and they just said, you know what, like, that's good enough. Like, yeah. we're, we're fine. And they leave it, but I think the idea of us saying to get I have to go to the government to get permission to to like legitimize mm-hmm. this feeling I have for this person, aka a marriage certificate, a right. marriage license. I think it's kind of well, we know it's like a construct, it's right? An institutional yeah. construct. It's a social construct. Social that, construct. Yeah. Um, it goes back way long before like feudal times and like you know medieval. I mean, even farther back. So right, you go to the government, you get permission, then. And that, that's like, pay us some money for the license. And depending on how you want to finesse it, like religion or or outside of that, put some money down for the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Then, if you don't want to do this anymore, you have to go to the government to get permission to not be together anymore. Yeah. And then you have to pay lawyers. And Potentially. Then, you don't have to always pay lawyers. Potentially. If, it if gets, it's contentious. If yes. it gets contentious, and then you got to divide up property and all this stuff. And you see people who've been in relationships for, or, you know, a marriage for 12 years, who are then still paying their ex for more than 12 years after that. Mm-hmm. So for like, you could be paying your ex for more years than you were even together. Yeah. To me... I'm like, why Why do we make... So the, the trappings of marriage, for me, outweigh mm-hmm. the benefits I see to being with a person. And I had one of my best friends when I was a kid. I didn't know this till later in life, beyond even college. But I grew up with this person since elementary school. And they lived on the same block as me. And her parents were together in the same house with them the whole time that I knew them. But and, they were divorced? No, they were never married. Oh, like yeah. from day one, they were just never married. Mm-hmm. They had a kid together. They lived together. They were a family, but right. they never went through the process of getting government mm-hmm. approval. My, to my understanding, the only benefits to having a partner on the books with the government is that you get maybe a tax break mm-hmm. and you can sign them as like someone to see you in the hospital like, right. legitimately. But I'm like... I feel like that's changing too. Yeah, I think that is changing. And like, I don't necessarily disagree. I think for me, I'm always like balancing this kind of like higher level of thinking that you're having about what a relation, like what's the purpose of marriage? What's the purpose of relationships? I, I, I'm very much a believer that we are wired to be in community with people, right? Mm-hmm. And so whether, you know, whether it be with 
friends and family, lovers, whatever you want to call it. I, I do believe that like that, the, you know, there's a reason why there's attraction there. There's connection and chemistry and things like that when you meet people. Right. Uh, whether it's platonic or romantic or familiar or whatever. But I also find myself like struggling to negotiate what I'm understanding of, of everything that you said, which I don't disagree with. I agree with you. When you look at it, just when you plainly look at it very rationally, what you said makes sense. But we're combating this several hundreds of years of social construction, mm-hmm. religious construction, governmental construction of what is acceptable, right? The fact that I'm 31 and single and not had a kid yet is bonkers to most of... You just put out your dating profile. My, my most of India right. is like, right. huh? That? That? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I had to say it that way. But... You can say it. Yeah, but I don't I can say it. You can't say it. Right. But, um, like, it's very perplexing, right? And the fact that, like, I have... I'm excited for my younger cousins and siblings <sighs> to find... To find love, and I, I get really excited for that. Right, yeah, if you yeah, find yeah. it, and that's what you want, like right. I recognize the way that I'm thinking, the way that you're thinking. I think you think much more extreme than I do about yeah, marriage. I'm militant. Yeah, you're pretty militant about it. I do believe that it, it like, I maybe a part of me is a little bit of a romantic in that way, um, but but I, I yeah. look at it and I'm just like, when people are like, you shouldn't be excited about that. You should be. You should be sad. You're, oh my goodness. And I'm just like, nah, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? No. no. No, there's a, I, as, as someone who has gone to a South Asian wedding before. Yes, you have. And I have heard stories from people. Uh, specifically my exes. Uh-oh. Well, <laughs> somewhat. Um, but other, other South Asian women who are so adamant about getting married to a South Asian man. So they could start their, you know, their track, mm-hmm. their journey of married kids, check, 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 home, check, business, check. All of this stuff gets checked because that's the the rubric yeah. everyone's going off of. Yeah. And then to hear that woman tell another South Asian woman, yeah, I got the guy. Yeah, I got the kid. I am miserable yeah so when are you getting married it's like what the (laughs) hell are you selling no exactly and i think but i also think a lot of i know somebody uh in my circle of friendships that just got married like we all thought that this person got married very quickly but we're like you know what if you like him we love him like you know it was one of those like sure we'll do what we got to do um but then She's like they're like they're struggling. They have nothing in common. She literally did this because she wanted to get married before she was like before certain people in her friend group. She wanted to oh get married God. before she was a certain age. Oh and and I'm just sitting there like I'm throwing out. I could never like you could literally be literally be Idris Alba in front of me saying I want to marry you and I'd be like I need to get to know you. I need to like thank you like i am so excited for what that could be (laughs) however pump the brakes do do we have a relationship right right like do we have like a a what is this founded on yeah like foundation right and i think about that and and, and i think i'm also realizing because i like michelle said i've become a whole person Mm -hmm. and i'm still discovering who i am right like you're never like done never um and so like i'm at a place in my life where like 
I know what a real friendship looks like, right? And, mm-hmm. like, I know that, like, like soulmate stuff is not just romantic. Like, I don't believe in, like, soulmates and, like, you only have one soulmate. That's it. I'm like, I have a lot of soulmates because, like, I consider you as someone who is a soulmate of mine. Aww. I consider I consider some of my other friends, some mm-hmm. of my siblings, as some people that just, like, just, you know, you connect with them. And right. it's just like, wow, that's just, who, like, that's who they are essence and 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 like they understand me and i i them and we don't agree always we don't they challenge me and and that's okay you know um so i could just oh i'm so sorry wrigley i just i dog just in the I, face i'm I cradling the- him with my with my feet and you kicked your dog in the face. Oh, i'm so sorry I'm slide nugget. you over here closer to me where you're away from her <laughs> um apparently guys i just want to say that wrigley loves literally all the men in my life more than me it makes me sad sometimes it's warm for my toes it is warm for your toes but i think there. that's what's important right that like you're not going into something just because society or the world is telling you you need to do it right um Fair and that, that's a strong pressure too totally, i want to acknowledge that 100 percent. as a yeah. person who's faces it all the time and moved 800 miles away so she doesn't have to face it all the time like that's completely real but it's also like recognizing what your worth is too is like if you if i am so say that i am dating you right Mm -hmm. and i'm just like okay alex we care about each other we love each other all these different things i bryna need to be married and you're like no i don't know if Mm -hmm. there's marriage in our future okay then maybe that's that is our point of like okay this is not right for us right Mm -hmm. and that's okay too Mm -hmm. and still have like a a mutual uncoupling or whatever you want to call it um and that's fine too but like so i think from the jump being being honest about what you want out of the relationship you know like there's situationships where you're like oh this is just sex cool Mm -hmm. call that oh this is sex with maybe some benefits of like girlfriend boyfriendy things you know okay call that what it is but if there's a and or this is like okay no or if if any of those things can evolve too right like it can evolve into something more right and like being honest of like doing some check-ins yeah just like um i could i could feel for you right now and i'm scared about that Mm -hmm. and i just want you to know that Mm -hmm. that's where i am communication and self-awareness it's it's mind-boggling how uh, mm-hmm. helpful that could be. <laughs> it's really hard for a lot of people, and I'll include myself in that group because I think we're always checking in with ourselves. I want to be clear. What I said earlier about being like more militant toward marriage, right? I want to acknowledge that's. I mean, we're we're talking. I'm talking about a person who does not exist. Like I, I can't compare myself to a relationship because I'm not in one right now. Because mm-hmm. that could look different depending on who the person I'm with right but in terms of my own ideologies around this i recognize that i would probably be the problem in a marriage with someone who looks at it from a traditional lens sure i would be the person you know we're talking about like being or cheating or being unfaithful Mm by by like biblical christian standards like i would be just as apt to do that yeah and and mess it up i'm not saying like i am holier than thou i definitely am like by that lens a flawed person who would need to change his own perspectives sure. before I could, um, before I could fulfill that that yeah. model. So anyway, I'm militant in the sense of like I'm skeptical about myself. Right. Yeah. And that's and that's that's takes some self awareness. You as a person who is working on who he is mm-hmm. completely as mm-hmm. a physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, all mm-hmm. those things. That's good that you know that. So when you are entering 
if you choose to enter into a relationship, a monogamous relationship, a polyamorous, whatever, whatever relationship you want to right. get yourself into, that you're able to share those things very authentically. Now let's talk about your God, because we were talking about this the other day. <laughs> My the, God? When yes. we were coming back, we uh-huh. were talking about, I raised the point of how ridiculous, from a heteronormative perspective, mm-hmm. how ridiculous men and women are on wired. a relationship how mm-hmm. we're wired mm-hmm. and it was if if god and their infinite wisdom mm-hmm. intentionally wired men and women to be like this from mm-hmm. a from a stereotypical general broad brush right men are this way women are this way yes yeah. then this is ridiculous because <laughs> we're all doomed to fail <laughs> right why would you do this so heteronormative stereotypically speaking men are attracted to variety and physicality right they just want to put their penis in various holes this woman needs to look like this right and i will like her until um for a long time but men will lose interest more right. often patriarchy or sure. whatever um and then go find another person and just look for variety. Yeah. Whereas a woman stereotypically would uh, favor long term. Yeah. And what you were saying about how hard it is for you to find you, the bar you're talking about, like, oh, he would need a master's degree. Mm-hmm. I'm taking that as he's curious, he's interested, he's ambitious. Mm-hmm. And your dad, loving, compassionate, he's got these. You know, ex- he didn't have a. He still doesn't have a bachelor's degree. My dad. But these intrinsic, yeah. internal yeah. things, right, of yeah. his essence, like women are more likely to sacrifice a man, a man's physical looks mm-hmm. for the inner yeah. person, right? Yeah. They look inside 100%. much yeah. more. And so I'm like, okay, if men, if women value the inside and the longevity, and men vi- value short-term variety and the external, right? Why would God do this? Well, I, <laughs> why would you? Do I this? don't. I I have a lot of questions for God when I go to heaven. Hopefully, um, I. It's it's hard for me to say because we're also looking at just as God, right? Like in Christianity, there's like God and then there's like the devil, right? And like the the temptations of the world and the brokenness of the world. Mm-hmm. And so I look at it as like, I think when Adam and Eve were created, they were created to be together, right? It's not Adam and Steve, it's Adam and Eve. That's bullshit anyway. That's the um, one, she came from the rib, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. So like, you know, God created this like couple to be together, all these different things. And it was sin. It was like temptation from the devil that opened her eyes to realize that she was naked. Wait a second. Uh, time for another installment of Alex Learns the Bible. Right. Is this is uh, the temptation that was created. Did that come through? Are we talking about the snake and the apple yeah. situation? Yeah. So the whole point of that was for her to be ashamed of her body naked. So, no. So, the so so basically God told Adam and Eve, you can literally have everything that you want here. Here's, here's paradise. Literally paradise, mm-hmm. Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. everything you want here, every fruit of this tree. You want a fig tree? We got a fig tree. You everything want you want. Sure. It's yours. Sugar cane? No problem. It's all yours, mm-hmm. except this one tree. This the tree of life. Apple tree? This tree of life. Don't True. touch it. What was the fruit on the tree of life? I think they say it's an apple. Like I'm, okay. I don't. Yeah, like, like don't eat the fruit of this. Tr- right. I think everyone says apple because it's just 
like it's people Western use culture. it. Yeah, people yeah. use it. Like think of like Don't Snow White things. and things like that. Um, and so, and so the snake comes in, mm-hmm. and so like Eve sees this tree, and the snake comes and is like, "You should take it." And she's like, "No, God said we shouldn't do that." He's like, "Well, why do you think God want? God doesn't want you to know everything. That's why He doesn't want you to eat this." So the temptation was like this knowledge of like knowing all these things uh-huh. that was the temptation the temptation so, was like uh-huh. the temptation wasn't like oh now you can see who you are but like it'll open your eyes so you can be more wise and like like have all this knowledge and all these different kinds of things was the temptation but what's the part about her body being naked so then she take like she takes the app the fruit uh-huh. eats it and then in knowing knowledge and wisdom and all these different kinds of things she realizes she's naked and that's when she starts covering herself Wait a second. Okay, so the the tree of knowledge. Yeah, tree of life, tree of tree knowledge. Tree of life. Them, yeah. Okay, so she eats the the fruit, mm-hmm. which bears this um, considered like a magical consciousness. Yeah, essentially, it's I think it's consciousness. Oh, okay, yeah. so she's take she bites from this like tree of consciousness. We'll call it right. For, and because it's not that she didn't have consciousness before, because mm-hmm. she always had choice and all those different kinds of things. Because mm-hmm. if God wanted. Mm-hmm her to not have choice, mm-hmm. he would have not even put that as an option for her right. to be tempted by. Right, right. Because right. so God doesn't want people to just worship him and love him like robots. He wants you to choose him. What did he not want them to take from the truth? Oh, because it would spark off what we have now of like, you're going to, like, the whole universe is, well, at least the Imploding. world, <laughs> is going to be in a state of like sin and temptation if you do of this. Right. Um, bad things could happen. But so when she takes of the fruit, she automatically sees she then starts seeing herself as like her body is shameful. Maybe. But I didn't think it was a being shameful. The way that the Bible describes it is just that she was naked. And so that she realizes she her eyes were open. and She realized she was naked and then she covered herself. But we don't know. There's interpretation. I think that 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 can be interpreted as many different things. It could be shame. It could be consciousness. It could be. I'm thinking about that. Yeah. Um, I can actually now that you said that I kind of want to reread that passage again and, and learn a little bit more about it. But so when I think about how men and women are wired, I'm also like how much of it is like innately we're wired like this, right. or how much of it, how much of it is in nature like. Bry is like this mm-hmm. and how much of it is nurture of like my society and my upbringing and my life has brought me this way because mm-hmm. I've been told by several people I've dated that I'm one of the coolest girls I've ever dated mm-hmm. one duh right <laughs> like obviously newsflash <laughs> newsflash to everybody duh but like I'm very like what you see is what you get with me mm-hmm. and I'm very just and maybe that's because of life circumstances that have happened to me that made me just not very, um, th- that makes me really value being truthful and not playing games and things like, like, that's just who I am. That's just how I'm wired. Mm-hmm. There are other people that are not like that, right? No. And so just because I'm wired that way. Clear, clear self-aware, and communicative. And that also earlier. takes, yeah. right, and that also, You're I've that always way. kind of been that way, mm-hmm. in, even in like my platonic friendships. Mm-hmm. But it's it's evolved and changed as I've grown and changed and have found confidence and my voice and all those different things you know too. What that is, people are so used to people putting on facades and mm. playing quote unquote like games right. in the dating world. Yeah. When 
games are played by children. I don't play, have time. Right. Yeah. It's played by people who are insecure about something right. and are trying to uh, hide right. from something. When someone is very upfront, as you are, when you're just putting yourself out there, right. like, oh, no, I feel this way because I think this way. Right. And so here's what I want you to know. People are caught off guard by that. Right. That's, that's part of the coolness. Right. And I think there's that, and there's also, like, I'm very much a top, like, when someone's like, oh, like, recent, yeah, there's a sports stuff, sure. Like, I think, I'm sure guys are like, oh, that's hot. And other guys are like, I don't even care about sports. She knows what a first down is. I do. I do know what a first down is. Um, But, like, I think there's this other notion of, like, uh, there's... There's a tomboyness of like, okay, she likes sports, but I'm also like very low maintenance. Like I had a, I had someone who was like, oh, I'm getting getting drinks with friends who want to come. I'm like, actually, I, I would love that. Let me just take a shower and I'll probably see you in a few. Mm-hmm. I literally took a shower, looked at my face. I'm like, maybe I'll put an eye, some eyeliner on, put some eyeliner on and it just ran out. Mm-hmm. And I saw them within 30 minutes and they're just like, you're just like a different girl because most girls mm-hmm. also this is someone I'm interested in right and mm-hmm. so like but I'm also like I'm not gonna not be like you're gonna see me without makeup you're gonna see me in sweats and a t-shirt I'm not gonna go above and beyond mm-hmm. than what I would normally do yeah just know that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that's just who I am right and so take it or leave it if you like that cool if you don't like that cool if you want a girl to look like a kim kardashian every single day when she wakes up and and goes to bed cool that's airbrush booty that is not me you Mm -hmm. will and that will never be me and also that's a lot of work on the guy's part too i'm just gonna say that why um what do you have to do to, what makeup do you have to put on well i'm just saying in terms of the pressure of having to keep that satisfied i recently saw were you were you with me when i said recently that i thought like i don't think Nicki minaj is a good person i'm sure we've talked about this you know all the barbs are going to come out and kill you now yeah that's fine i've been i've been really i agree with you (laughs) i've been a proponent of Nicki at least in her art form for a long time but like lately lately i'm like uh and then i saw you were with me when we talked about this yeah and then some interview stuff happened where i was like so long story short the kim kardashian model like big booty big boobs yeah this sort of thing Nicki kind of embodies that and sure and the hip-hop community but uh i saw her on ellen and she was like if you're gonna be with me if a man's gonna be with me right you know and i'm not gonna see you but like two times a week maybe because of like how busy i am sure as you are he better be able to give it to me at least three times a night and she was like which which i'm also and you're laughing because you're like yeah uh uh-huh and (laughs) facts right okay so uh, that, that I plead the fifth. That kind of that kind of expectation as a guy, as a guy who has his moments of longevity. Let's just put it out there. Okay, your libido. You're talking about your your libido. Yeah, 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 yeah. with a, a one two three punch. Right, right. Like over the and she said like, what are we talking here? Like three times over the course of like, she goes. I mean, like we could rest for thirty minutes. Like, you know, right? Okay, so we've we've had moments of longevity where okay, I could do a one, two, three punch, but then there are gonna be some times where I see you, you know, on our twice a week thing, where I'm be like, yeah, I'm stressed, I'm tired, haven't caught up on sleep, and I'm not gonna perform tonight. And really also, well. I just want to cuddle and sleep. Yeah, and she, <laughs> and, okay. and she, if she is the kind of person to say, uh, well, that's not good enough for me because I know what I am and I can get this anywhere. Yeah, that's. She- that's she could a, if she wanted to. Exactly. And that's the whole kind of thing of like, if you want, if you're a guy who wants that kind of woman, 
it's gonna be a lot of work right. to keep up with that if that's right. her attitude which right. is not to cast a shadow or, or doubt on like what nikki wants in her relationship sure. so maybe there are men who are up for that but long term we don't our bodies don't last forever and our libidos don't last forever in relationships if they are to last uh have to be grounded on something more psychological and, and, and the physical is super important. I think for relation, sure. yeah, like it's not, you know, the like the physical attraction is typically the first thing usually. Um, yeah, there's only very few people in my life that I was just like, oh, I guess they're cute too. Like mm-hmm. it, it was like their brain that I was just like, oh my god, or like their personality. Um, but I mean, I think it's the same for like, like anytime I'm with a guy that's like kind of like a little too attractive, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh god, this is gonna be exhausting. Like, right. Because I'm uh, like, I'm like, oh, God. do I have to like try every time I hang out with you? I, to- go, I <laughs> go back and forth on that because like if you're going to. All right. So let's use dating app culture because we were talking about that with our friends the other night. Right. Yeah. Like one of our friends is going through apps for the first time in a while because she right. got out of a, a recent long term relationship. Right. And she's making assertions about sure. the app world so much as she's been introduced to it recently. Um, I will see a woman on one of those apps and depending on the hour mm-hmm. of the day yeah. and the day of the week, I will look at a profile of a woman who is grounded, intellectual, mm. uh, creative, and looks relatable. Mm. Looks like a person of interest. Yeah. Um, and she's cute too. Sure. But she's not going on the cover of People magazine and sure. she's not like she doesn't look like one of the party like ditzy girls. Mm-hmm. Um all right, maybe I'll like that person. Versus another day, I may see a woman who looks like Oh, she's got it. She's got everything. She yeah. is sass. She is Olivia Pope. Mm-hmm. She is like running corporate America and Brother, good luck. You got to keep up with her. Like, right. At the gym. Knows three languages. Um, <laughs> she doesn't need you. You need her. Da, da, da. And she can get you into a lot of places, right? Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, okay, do I need to be more mm. of fill in the blank? Right. Or should I, you know, be comfortable in my own skin and who I am and right. not? Because we want, as people, like mutually anyone this goes for any cis or or trans or whoever person your sexual orientation regardless you want someone who has goals ambition confidence self-worth yeah right that's universal yeah and yeah and hustle you don't no one no one and i say absolutely no one wants someone who doesn't believe in themselves yeah no it's exhausting to to be with someone like you that. can't be a cheerleader for this person like your job yeah. to be a cheerleader would suck yeah 100 percent. so if i'm looking at someone's profile like this and i say oh, okay i'm gonna need to be more whatever right. to maintain interest XYZ, with yeah. this person yeah it's it could be i'm like alex that would drive you mad but is that also is that their fault though no, or it's is not. that on you? It's no, it's you, totally, right? I'm saying it's, it's me. Yeah, okay. I'm saying okay. it's it's. I was gonna say, I'm like, yeah, well, Alex, it's you. Yeah, not, you no, know, it's not I'm her, not right? saying. Oh, she should be less confident. Yeah, she should no. be less outgoing. No, no, that's to say, I would need to be more whatever. Right. And so, in that regard, you're kind of like in the dating world when we talk about settling, especially. Mm. It's uh, what does settle mean? Is yeah. different for every 
Absolutely. I would like to to quote unquote settle. I don't. I used to think of settle as you're gonna accept less. Mm. Settle to me now means you're going to acknowledge and accept where your baseline is of you. Yeah. Like here, here I am in me now today, mm-hmm. and to settle on a person. It's not the person you're settling on. This is my baseline identity. Yeah. Above this, however I scaffold my own personal growth, mm-hmm. it come, it's from this level. Right. And so whatever I can get at this level is, is where I'm going to go. It's right. more about the person than the person you're with. Right. You know? So I don't know. Yeah. Because, I mean, I know for me that, like, when I'm seeing somebody and I'm like, and I look at them, and I'm just like, how did I get them? Mm-hmm. I know in that moment, that is insecure bride coming out. Right. 100% insecure bride coming out. And that's in those moments I'm like, mm, that is not them. That is me. You need to work on whatever right. that is because you are a catch. And I think like I need everybody, regardless of who they are, whether they're a Nicki Minaj or whether they're just Joe Schmo, to know that they are a catch and that they are worthy worthy of love and all those wonderful things too. So a catch for the right to the right person, person. exactly. Yeah. And that's that's a big difference, right? And if that person isn't the right person, it's okay to let let that go too, right? Because Olivia Pope can only be with certain people, yeah. And Nikki, there was a time in my life where I used to think as a young as a young as a, buck, as a young buck, mm-hmm. as someone who valued sports, mm-hmm. as as a teenager, I thought the pinnacle of attractiveness and like people coming at you would be to be a professional athlete. Yeah, if you are a baseball player, if you are a basketball player, football, football player, yeah. you can get whatever, whenever, however Specifically you want. Specifically, a running back or a quarterback. Right. Uh, yeah, linemen and kickers are like kickers, a not yeah, yeah, not as often, but. You know, being a um, being an athlete was important to me because right. that's how you got attention from women. Yeah. And as I've gotten older, I realized, oh, actually, that wouldn't that wouldn't do very well if I was only a one dimensional athlete where my body was my mm-hmm. selling point. Intellectually, that's the driver. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it you, should be. I was like, oh my god, if I were an entrepreneur or a business person. Or, you know, an artist. Right. These things probably, for the certain type of woman, would go more in line with, with what I was looking for. Right. But if I'm an athlete, and we'll talk about this later on our podcast, if I'm an athlete who is just concerned with the physical. Yeah. And women who are questionable in terms of their um, pursuits mm-hmm. and what they value. Yeah. Yeah, I might be able to get Whatever. get it up and in. Every night, yeah. But that's, if that's all, if you just want notches, if you just want notches, you can get you can get notches. Mm-hmm. But if you want, because to, you have that mm-hmm. power and privilege of money and all those mm-hmm. different kinds of things. And as a woman, and some so like the woman I was referring to, um, or any type of woman who's like the Olivia Pope, where you got it going on. Yeah, they also kind of transcend that uh, stereotype of women settling down because you can be on it. This is what people don't understand, and it's hard. If you're on an app, that doesn't tell people what you're there for. Yeah. We were talking specifically about Tinder the other night. Yeah. And how someone, uh, you're on Tinder if you want to get, Just want to get laid. Some. Yeah. Right? It's just that, is, that is up for dispute. 
because I know someone who is marrying someone who met on Tinder. Exactly. So it and can happen. Exactly. And I just saw a YouTube video. One of my favorite people I follow on YouTube, and they're getting married soon to their fiance and they met on tinder yeah and tinder sometimes runs i think advertisements like these people met on tinder Mm -hmm. and but then some people just want to get laid so they get a match and then people guys get frustrated and confused Mm -hmm. when a woman tries to they match a woman says you know conversation conversation fill in the blank and the guy goes quickly to sex and she's like i'm not into that and then the guy goes fuck you bitch you know yep happened to me all the time (laughs) right because why you're in the interface and why that person is in the interface is never clearly outlined yeah until there's an app that says i and even then if you had an app that said i'm only here for this no i'm like, only here for this like even in tinder change even in even on tinder i've said like you no know, you know like if it's no just hookups. it's not it's not about hookups it's about like i want to date you and mm-hmm. see if this mm-hmm. could be something. If it's not something, that's cool. We could. I don't need friends, but like, you, if you want, sure. But like, right. yeah, it's um, it's a, it's, a, it's very complicated. Uh, and I just think in terms, if we could redo the American education system, yeah, one of the core requirements you would have to graduate from high school mm-hmm. in every school across America would be emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. I would do actual three. sex ed. Ah, uh, but who would teach it? Like the gym teacher. No, like you would. You would need someone like you or me to teach yes, it. Yes, <laughs> you would need to bring in a third party. Yeah. So there's there would be emotional intelligence and sexual education, just mm-hmm. health around yeah. talking about these things, because um, it's confusing as a young yeah. person, you know, for everybody. And then the third, I would name actually. So there's four things. Okay. It would be that emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence, and sexual education together. Okay, that's one. Like that's wrapped in one. Mm-hmm. And then there would be um, geography and diversity. Okay. As yes. it relates to the domestic and the international, just Your, understanding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Love it. Into it. Uh, nutrition. Yes. Just yes. Yes. 100% agree. Come on. <laughs> um, as I want to currently just want to eat all the chips and dip right. and things. It's like, no, I should probably eat, like, I don't know, fruits and vegetables. We as America need a nutrition class, Dad. <laughs> um, and then the last thing would be understanding consumerism and personal finance. I would say, like, financial literacy. Right. Essentially. Yeah, uh-huh. no, I agree. I totally agree. Ugh, man, love is complicated. But it, I, everyone that I know who's in what seems like healthy-ish relationships. I say ish because, you know, everything is really a facade. You don't know until you're really in someone's shoes. Um, Say it's worth it when you find it. And so I'll believe them when I myself experience it. Sure. I think that's how the phrase goes. Sure. I'll believe it when I see it. (laughs) Anyway, I have really nothing else to add. Because it's, I think we've gone a long time talking about love. Well, and I love love. You did mention one thing about love. Two people found love apparently recently. Oh, yeah. Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas. I'm not going to lie. They got they had a Christian wedding in India on December 1st. That was yesterday. And apparently they had their Sangeeth, which was super cute. Where they Sangeeth, for those who don't know, is like a musical night before the wedding, before a Hindu wedding. Where it's just like music and dance and food. And they did a Sangeet competition between his family and her family where they were like dancing and singing and stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is very, very cute. And the Jonas Brothers were all there? Yeah. All the all the, all the the Joe Bros were there. Do your hits! <laughs> and uh, 
they all were wearing like Indian garb and dancing and gar- it was wonderful. Um, I saw the pictures and I, and in that this morning I woke up and I was like, I need to find me a man like Nick Jonas who also has a family like Nick Jonas to be like so accepting. It's a very Christian family mm-hmm. and for them to be accepting of this like Hindu 36 year old marrying their 26 year old. <laughs> Just have, you know, a lot of respect for that, just in general. I have a lot of feelings about age and stuff like that, so just... Priyanka Chopra... Is gorgeous. I've known her since... I just want to say I've known her since, like, the 90s, so the fact that people are like, oh my god, she's amazing, I'm like, I've known her forever. Being with a, a woman who's 10 years older... Fine as a fox. She's fine as hell, yeah. Is, is like, every boy's dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... I was like, oh my God. I, that does not mean I want to be with a 21-year-old at all, well, by the way. I know, but when you're 35, like being with a 25-year-old may not seem like a wild idea. Uh, I'm just, maturation levels as and sexual maturity dated, being what it is, sure, like sure. it sinks up. Sure. I mean, I've, I've dated 25-year-olds at the age, at in my 30s, and mm-hmm. I've, and it's been lovely like lovely. lovely and they are wonderful too so not anyway well congrats to the newly new newly wedded couple that's cool yeah was a lot about love we should uh, probably move on and talk about some basketball yeah i'm down all right let's do that all right folks it's time to talk about some basketball um i think it makes the most sense to start with the standings as to where all the teams are you want to you want to let us know sure uh your toronto raptors are top of the division and top of the league with a 20 and 4 record so they are light years ahead of folks uh followed by milwaukee then philadelphia Eastern eastern conference followed by milwaukee philadelphia detroit Indiana, and that's across uh, the top five seeds are across a six and a half game mm-hmm. um, difference. Okay, and then uh, Boston's at Boston's at number six seed right now, Ooh. which is a little, which is lower than we expected. No, we did so, not expect them to be below the five. Don't know what's happening with that. On the on, and still, man, the Cavaliers suck. They are bad. <laughs> um, at the okay, bottom my, of the East, they're the bottom of the East. They are the bottom. Wait, so the Bulls are above them? They have, yes. The, what? Actually, the no, wait, time? sorry. They have the same win percentage. They're back by the same amount of games. The Bulls so, have a slightly better win percentage. Okay. And then, But the Cavs are tied with the worst record in the league with the Phoenix Suns, who also have an 18, a 4-18 and 18 record. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's bad. But in the Western Conference, the leaders, ooh, atop Tell the standings, us. the LA Clippers at number one said... No one at the beginning of the season that they shouldn't have even made the playoffs is the is the general consensus. So L.A. Clippers are at number one. Denver Nuggets at number two. Also a surprise. Oklahoma City Thunder doing better off uh, than expected. And Golden State Warriors doing worse than expected at number four seed. Then you got the Memphis Grizzlies. Then King James's. Los Angeles Lakers at number six. Uh-huh. The Portland Trailblazers have fallen to number seven from number two. And the Houston Rockets have climbed up to number eight. I say all that, and it doesn't really mean a lot because the difference between the one seed and the eight seed in the East is four and a half games. Mm. Actually, the one and the seven seed, right. the difference is two and a half games. Okay. It doesn't so matter. It doesn't matter. We're still very, very. Actually, actually, if you go all the way to the bottom in the West, from number one down to number 15, 
No. 14? If you take out the Phoenix Suns, the difference between the worst team in the West and the best team in the West is five and a half games. Wow. And that's the Spurs at the bottom. Whoa. I'm still still confused about the Denver Nuggets and the Clippers being as good as they are. I think Denver has no egos about them except for Murray. Um, And neither does the Clippers. No. Who are their players again? Oh, yeah, Tobias. Tobias. And then, Who's doing great? Well, yeah, I saw yeah. him play the other day, and I was like, "Wow, that was such a good game against." He, he's finding his own. Yeah. Um, and then they got. We should never sleep on. Um, I'm sleeping on him right now. Six man of the year. Quiet curly hair. Nah, curly hair on the Clippers. He's been around to a bunch of teams. He's small. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna click on it right now. It's a. Uh, I don't know who you're talking about. You're t- I'm talking about. Lou Williams. Oh, wow. Yeah, Lou Williams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lighten it up. Yep, doing and well. 4.2 assists a game. Okay. So, yeah, that's what's going on with the standings. Wow. So, the Warriors are uh, in a little bit of a rough spot. Yeah, and uh, what's his name? Just came back to the league. Like, came back to playing um, Steph Curry mm-hmm. on Saturday. Um, Still didn't matter because I think they lost. Yeah, they did. By Ooh, a they- lot. Yeah. To the Pistons. The Detroit Pistons. The Pistons of the Detroit? Of mm-hmm. the D? Yeah, that's not... I mean, they're a good team this year. Sure. But they shouldn't be good enough to beat the Warriors. No. So, yeah, the Warriors have been... What's lo- happening? They've been taking L's, man. What's happening? I don't... Team chemistry is obviously bad. Sure. But, you know, Steve Kerr recently took the blame for the on-the-court stuff. He said he's got to do a better job coaching. Spacing wise, he just doesn't have players where they're supposed to be. He said it's too congested in the lane. Right. So, I mean, all those three point shots are right. helpful, but you also need floor spacing. Right. So, I don't know. Wow. Uh, Greg Popovich recently, recently uh, the San Antonio, you know, Hall of Fame coach, Greg Popovich. Mm-hmm. Uh, came One of the best, best coaches in sports. In, in sports. Yeah, came out to say that his love for the game has waned a bit since mm. the proliferation of the three-point shot. Right. He hated it when it became a thing. What was it, 20 years ago? Mm-hmm. 30 years ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. When it became popular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's like, because now all people think about it is like, how many threes did you get? Right. You know, and from what, you know, what place and all those different things. And they're not thinking about like the blocks and the, the rebounds and the assists and the actual game of like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is funny when I do see us. It's on Instagram. You'll see stats yeah. from a player's night, mm-hmm. and it will say X number of points, right? X number of rebounds, X number of assists, blank field goal percentage, and five of eight from three. Yeah, and you're like, We're, and that's something more recent now that that's been happening because it wasn't right. like a thing a couple of years ago. Right. It's like we're we're interested in their three point. Yeah. Percentage. What if we make a four point line? We don't need a four point line. We don't. But we, but uh, <laughs> but to have like a, like who cares? You know what right. I'm like. It's a three. It's like okay, they had thirty two points. I know what you really want to know is of those thirty two points, how many of them were threes? Right. I don't. We didn't care about that before. No. And it's not like it's not like Jordan didn't make threes. He just. Right. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to think like. Is that something that we know of Jordan's? Like what his three-point average is? 
I mean, we know what it is, but we didn't care. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, that's, that's so interesting. And it's so interesting that Steve Kerr is, like, blaming himself on uh. it. When it's, like... I'm sure he has he has a part in it, but I think he, he he's just having a hard time managing the egos that are at present in play. Because he's always been able to be cool. Yeah. And now I think he realizes he has to be more hands-on yeah. and assertive. Yeah. Maybe he always was. It's just, like, he has to be even more so. Right. Well, yeah. I, mean, I, think I just know what that looks he's like. He's always been involved. Right. But I think this is the first time where he felt like... Because his leadership has always been buttressed by Steph Curry's mm-hmm. uh, loyalty and leadership. Right. And, and ability on, on the court. The yeah. And respect, like all of these guys respect him as a player. Steve Kerr as he was a player. Mm-hmm. And they respect him as a mind. And he mm. speaks up like on social justice issues. Right. Like the respect is he's the cool teacher. He's the substitute teacher who comes in. Right. And like you're cooler than our real teacher. Yeah. Like you, you know, you're. Or he's in, actually the cool teacher. Like yeah. You, well, you or you're the cool teacher, but like you know. I always you look had a, like a I always had guy. a cool history teacher. It was that yeah. one social studies teacher that was. He cool. looks like a social studies teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but he's he's young in his personality. Yeah. And so. But I think now he's realizing he has to be a little bit more of an authoritarian, mm. a little bit more like hands-on Popovich style. Yeah. Or know. that some things need to change. Like, some like people, what? I don't know. Certain pre- maybe certain snakes need to leave. Uh, Am I a terrible person for saying that? They nope. w- the snake will leave. Um, Do you think so? Yeah, yeah. You think KD will leave? Absolutely. As for those of you who don't know, the snake is always referred yeah, yeah. to as Kevin Durant. He, or just, his really unique nickname, KD. <laughs> his um, his I, initials. <laughs> I, I um, just ate a really good salad yeah. during the break. Yes. And I'm in a very happy place with my <laughs> antioxidants and such. Mm-hmm. Of so course. I'm not, I'm not going to do a repeat rant of my Kevin Durant feelings. Yeah. But what I will say is I think he... He's going to leave because it's in his best interest. And he also recognizes it's time for the team to move on. Yeah. Um, And you've got players on that roster who want to be there and can only succeed in that system. And that's Draymond. And meanwhile, you got DeMarcus, who's going to come back very soon. After All-Star break, he might make an appearance back on the court. And when he does, he's going to need his touches. Right. He's going to be doing some razzle-dazzle. And just we know... There's not going to be enough basketballs on the court. Yeah. It's amazing how the Warriors have been so good before 2016 championship. Right. Game seven. This team only had each other's backs. Right. They had chemistry. They had two Splash Brothers. Right. They had Draymond, who could do everything. Right. Personality. And they had the pieces in the system of spacing that worked. Right. And it was efficient for 73 wins a year. And then still couldn't win you a championship. But well, okay. It, well, if you add in stars like a Kevin Durant, then who demands the ball, needs the ball more. Okay, we 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 thinned out the offense a little bit in terms of touches for everybody. Right. But Clay still got his. Steph still Steph sacrificed five points a year, uh-huh. five points a game. Yeah. Um, to have a KD who KD also sacrificed five points. So Again, that he could be so that he could be with this offense. Well, now with that thinned out offensive a slot um, onslaught mm-hmm. that they have every night, now you're going to bring back Demarcus Cousins into the fold. 
This is going to be so dumb. I'm going to be so annoyed gonna... watching them play. I'm going to be so annoyed. Well, I'm I going think to be. Go- I think they're going to be annoyed. I think they're already annoyed, yeah, which is all... why they're <laughs> like, <laughs> we're only like 25 plus games in. It's <laughs> the funny thing is like, you got to, you got to, someone I was listening to on a YouTube uh, radio show. Mm-hmm. They're on radio, but they do YouTube also. Yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. were saying, you got to be frustrated if you're Kevin Durant. Because all you've wanted to do is be a good basketball player on a winning team, mm-hmm. and no one, or maybe very few people, like you. And if you're someone who cares about being liked, it must be frustrating to be to not know how to do that, to not know how to like please people, because it seems like nothing you can do is good enough, and that's got to be hard on him. So if if you are the Golden State Warriors collectively. People liked you before. Right. Then you brought this. They were fun to watch, even like when they were, they were always fun to watch. Yeah. And now you've got this thing that you've taken for granted. Like Steve Kerr said, we've been living a dream for the last few years where we beat everybody. We barely have to try. Right. And so that ease comes at what cost. Right. All of these guys are shaving some of their potential on the court because they're like, oh, for the greater good of just smashing people. Yeah. I'm going to put up with being not fully realized to right. my full potential. Yeah. And so in the back of your head, you're letting go of that. And then Tough. but then people don't like you. All on top do of you that. Do you think do you think he has redemption on the way? Who? Katie? Katie? Um like do you think that he he'll have a moment of like like LeBron. There are people who hated LeBron when he mm-hmm. went to the Heat. I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. That was just like this guy ego piece of garbage i don't even know who that person was now that i think about it and now and now as who he is as a player i'm like oh no he's he's cool i like him um easy redemption would be to go back to okc and from the lebron model just to make a return back right right. that's instant redemption he won't do that so the only thing he can do is go someplace that does not have all the pieces yet and then kind of like go to the knicks you have to go to the knicks or the nets Mm -hmm. to say i'm gonna take a team that's garbage and And i'm gonna make them something that's my goal that's my project right um i'm gonna win this for brooklyn i'm gonna win this for new york or if he goes someplace where they don't have it yet but another superstar joins him if he went somewhere and jimmy butler went there like the two of them said we'll do it together that would be fine yeah but the, the team has to be dirt. Yeah, it has to be not good. If he goes to the freaking Boston Celtics. Lakers. Or Lakers. then Or even Philadelphia. Like, I wouldn't... Or even Philadelphia. He, he'll be trash. Yeah. He'll, he'll forever be an asterisk. I mean, be one of the I'm so players. I'm so looking. For, it's so weird that I'm looking for the end, looking forward to the end of the season because mm-hmm. I want to know what the shakeups are going to be in the summer. Because I mean, even this summer there were so many fun shakeups. Yeah, and obviously even into the season, people have were have been moved and shifted. So um, it'll be interesting to see, as per usual. Yeah. So anyway, I think a good chunk of what we're going to be talking about is uh, about Dwight Howard. So Dwight Howard is. Going to get some glute surgery, I believe, some back surgery. Back surgery, yeah. Um, because he has like a tightened glute or something. I don't know. There's it's some... all connected, the muscles yeah. back and the lower back. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And as someone who has lower back problems myself, I know how important it is to have your booty working. Gotta, gotta it's, have it. 
you know, it's important not to do your squats, but to, you know, do some, do some variations, do some lunges, some side squats, side lunges, I mean. Yeah, so it's all important stuff. Thanks for build the those, advice. Build those muscles. Mm-hmm. Build mm-hmm. those muscles, friends. <laughs> You're feeling... Gluteus You've muscles. been watching, uh, you've been reading some fitness articles lately? No, it's just my PT. My, my physical therapist is like, Bri, more squats, more this, more that. I'm like, got it. They give you some... Uh, hip flexor activities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hip flexor because my weirdly like because when if my muscle is my if my lower back is tight any side of it is tight mm-hmm. my hips just shift mm-hmm. which is you know normal they tell you to do some hip thrust some mm-hmm. uh, pelvis thrust uh-huh yep you giggle why are you giggling? i don't know because it's funny because you mm-hmm. said thrust mm-hmm. yeah, okay. anyway back <laughs> to back to dwight howard i hope he, he apparently is going to be out for a good chunk of the season because mm-hmm. f- back surgery is no joke. Uh, the Wizards but I, are scrambling to figure out what to do while their center is gone. Mm-hmm. And the answer is um, it's, you've been trash anyway so all year. This is only going to make you more trash. More trash. Yeah. And they're trying to trade all of the players on the anyway, Wizards so anyway. So it doesn't matter. With the matter. trash contracts. He's getting yeah. right. He's, <laughs> Dwight's like, hey, I'm going to leave for a while. So like, uh, you know how we've been terrible? Yeah. Just keep holding it down. We'll- yeah, I'll be <laughs> back, though. I'll be back. I'll be back. Um, that's fine. So that's happening with Dwight. But I think um, something that... So we I knew about this a while ago, like last week or so. But I wasn't sure how to address it. It's regarding Dwight Howard and some allegations against him brought by a gay man. Um, in some articles, they... they talk about this person as a trans woman um but i believe he identifies as a gay man mm-hmm. with he, straight he, long hair he him his he says i'm a gay man with long hair yeah so he and also he wears from some of the shots he's worn makeup yeah on a number of occasions so a gay identifying male mm-hmm. who wears makeup and has long hair yeah. but does not identify as transgender right so I want to be respectful of how he identifies us. Yeah. So we'll be we'll be talking about him in the, in that way. You know, there are articles out there that are calling him she and trans and things of that nature. Um, so essentially, this person, uh, what is their name? Oh my gosh, Mason. Mason. Mason Elijah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Elijah. Um, claims to have had a secret intimate relationship with the NBA star Dwight Howard. And uh, it ultimately, according to according to Mason, uh, facing some imminent danger from the folks in Howard's camp, specifically a pastor in his camp, like trying to threaten him and his life, um, that he was being catfished in a lot of ways, and all these different things. Um, and Mason went on Twitter and just did kind of a, a long rant of like from what happened when did they meet they met at a oh shoot it was wild and out it was wild and out right Mm -hmm. it was they met at wild and out and they he was dwight howard was in his dms from there um he was showing dms like from instagram um on on um on twitter then as well as recorded conversations that they've had because dwight howard cheated on him with another trans man or trans woman um there's one in atlanta in atlanta Mm -hmm. or something like that and so mason was upset about that and anyway um and we found out mason also found out allegedly that dwight was going to transgender like sex parties parties. Yeah. yeah yeah um so anyway um 
all this to say, so like Mason kind of just put everything kind of out there and no one's really picked up on this story because there's Mason has also had has had uh, allegations put on him of doing this to other celebrities, specifically uh, Playboy Cardi, who is a uh, a black American rapper um, and saying that like, you know, Playboy Cardi tried to sleep with him and things like that mm-hmm. and put up DMs out there mm-hmm. that of things that he did, um, that Playboy Cardi did, but then was later shown that it was like doctored. Those DMs were doctored. They weren't real. Um, so there's that. And then there's also, um, uh, some, some other things of just like his character, Mason's character, just not being the most reliable, reliable, like, Mm -hmm. you know, in general. And so, um, I'm the first one to believe someone when they say like, I've been, you know, sexually assaulted. I've been, I'm in danger things like that, because I think we need to take those things seriously. But like no one from the wizards camp is, is commenting on this. None of like the big ESPN reporters are reporting on this that I've seen. Everything I've seen has been in like random magazine, online magazines that I've seen. Um, But mostly what I'm sad about to see is that just the amount of people making fun of Dwight Howard for potentially Mm -hmm. liking trans women and men Mm -hmm. in general. And that makes me um, really pissed. Yeah. Just live like, like what you like, Dwight. Like what you like. I mean, we all know that you like to put your dick on literally everything. So that was the thing in the story. Also, (laughs) I was reading was um, Mason was saying how he was interested in Dwight, but mm-hmm. did did his research and was like, okay, Dwight is a... Unmarried. He got unmarried, mm-hmm. you know, never been married, guy, um, single, so already I'm like, okay, so this is... I, I'm not going to be a homewrecker or right. anything, and he doesn't have like a... Rela- I'm like, you must not have done much research. Because he has, <laughs> he has he, all the children. Least, he has at least five kids by five different women that yeah. we know of. Right. And I read, I read an article um, from... Uh, Sports Illustrated yeah. that they did with Dwight last year, September mm-hmm. 2017, mm-hmm. in which he talks about that, which right. is the first time I've ever heard him talk and, about and his... talk about like, hey, I had a, he, quote, I should have been more responsible. Yeah, get a vasectomy. And that's the thing. She, uh, oh, he, sorry, he, uh, Mason said when I learned that he was going to, <laughs> when I learned that he was going to transgender sex parties. And going up in a bunch of people raw. Right. I thought, oh no, this is Magic Johnson 2.0. Right. And that's where he felt like you're going to catch something or spread right. something. And that's irresponsible. Sure. Of Dwight, Dwight has... <clears throat> so for people who are not familiar with Dwight, Dwight Howard was the number one draft pick, I believe in 2005. Yeah. Maybe 2006. Right. And he came in as a high schooler straight out of Atlanta from a Christian academy and when he was interviewed on draft day, they said, what do you, what's your legacy? What do you want to bring to the NBA? What, how do you want to be known? And he said, I'm here to bring the word of Jesus Christ. Yep. And spread I'll never Jesus. forget it. When he did that interview, I said, oh, sweetheart, you, oh. <laughs> Wait till all the pussy comes your <laughs> way. <laughs> Wait till and all the ladies come to you. I was like, this sweet little 18-year-old. Oh, oh he ladies, cute. Ladies, go, go talk to him. And so, and so as soon as he came to the league, um, he, and he talks about it in the SI article. He goes, I felt 
like a hypocrite from mm. the first child I had out of wedlock. And my family judged me, my community judged sure. me. A lot of people looked at me like a hypocrite for you know my relationship with God and then also doing this. Right. But I was just realizing how hard it was for me to turn down all these women. And I he, can and only imagine. And if you've never seen Dwight Howard, I mean, if you're if you're from the dabbling section and you're He's still not. with us right now in the dribbling section, you maybe don't. Maybe you haven't seen Dwight Howard before. He's not he's, ugly. No, he's a good-looking guy, and his shoulders look like they've been injected with all the steroids. Like his shoulders are the size of my head. Mm-hmm. He's, his body is like. Here's a nice body. It's amazing. <laughs> so this guy got all the attention. Number one draft pick, star of his team, and um, he was always kind of immature. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think yes. that's a fair assertion. Um, we liked him because he was goofy and funny right. and he was just playful and then he left and it, he talks about it in the article he said you know I had this kid then I took all the stress on my life where I felt like I betrayed my relationship with God and I also didn't need my relationship with God yep and that sounds about yep mm-hmm, and then he went to LA and he said people criticized me like I needed to play more like Shaq he said, I need to play more like Shaq. Like a big man. Uh-huh. But yeah. I wasn't as big as Shaq, so I couldn't I couldn't bully people like I tried to. Right. That wasn't my game. And then they said, I need to be less silly. I need to be more intense. So they wanted me sure. to be more like Kobe. So I stopped smiling as much and right. I, you know, scowled a little bit more. Right. And that's really not who I was. Right. And he went to Houston and the whole way through this, um, I'm just abbreviating his career um he's sleeping with women women after women after women having some kids we once thought it was eight kids by eight different women but complex last year it says it was five of five that's mm-hmm. what he says it is i don't know but that's his but truth then when he got to houston it was a rebirth for him where he didn't he wasn't in the shadow of the lakers of kobe of Shaq, and Shaq has also been like subtly but openly critical of um dwight howard's career this entire time oh yeah so dwight has always felt like he hasn't been validated by people he respects. He's yeah. never had that. Yeah. So in his time with the... I feel the like human, that's his whole career. Yeah. His whole career is like not... Like I have not been validated. I have not been... I feel like I'm good, but, You're no, not one good else, but no one else thinks I am. Yeah, no one thought he was good enough. Even though he was a multi-year all-star, every year leader of his team, took his team to the finals Yeah. You know, against the Lakers. Yeah. And, and he still felt like he wasn't good enough. And yep. Houston... He was reportedly calling friends of his at halftime often to ask how they thought he was doing and what it's he should... It's not like he needs a lot of validation. For beyond. sure. Like, from the women, from players, from former players, like, he just felt like he wasn't... He his conf, He says, my confidence got shaken. Right. My relationship with God changed oh. to almost non-existent. Right. And just, he said he almost considered retiring after the 2015 season in Houston. Wow. Mm-hmm. I could see that, though. I think, I mean, like, we, we talked about it last week, too. Ten years in the league. The, yep. Oh, yeah. And the fact that he was 28. Yeah. And, or maybe he was 32 when he came to Charlotte. And they're like, what do you, you know, what do you got to offer, Dwight? Like, what do you, you've been mm-hmm. here for, like... For a minute. A while. He's yeah. like, people forget. I've been in the league for 14 years. Right. I'm only 32. Yeah. I've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, we talked about it last week, but people think players have, especially star players, mm-hmm. have all this money, all this attention, mm-hmm. but their lives are packed with 
psychological pressures that if you were a 17 year old kid who came out of the draft and thought you were going to be the next Paul to deliver the word of God. Right. Can you imagine how that turns Great biblical reference, by the way. I've been reading. (laughs) I'm I'm very impressed. He's 17 and got his face turned on the on the ground like like yeah real, at 17 imagine having all the cameras on you right someone just gave you millions of dollars right and there's a world of professional sports you've never even contemplated well even think about the, and dwight came i think straight from high school right yeah so i think he was one of the last few to do that mm-hmm. um uh um, might have been the last one yeah seriously and then um and then also i i was talking to someone the other day and he was telling me, he's like, you know what's crazy? Like, we were watching one of the games. Well, I don't even remember which game, to be exact. Um, and uh, he was like, you know, it's crazy. Like, this guy was, like, the best college player, mm-hmm. college ball player mm-hmm. in, like, he was, like, player of the year. Or, like, you know, all these different things, like, as a college player. And now he's, like, playing for the Suns. You know, like he's playing for the Suns or like whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever team he was Mm -hmm. in or whatever. Mm -hmm. I I literally don't even remember the player's name. And I'm just like, that's wild, right? Like you were like one of the best. Yep. And then now you're going to a random team, you know, Mm -hmm. in Arizona or Utah or, you know, L.A., Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, And then you have to like prove yourself to be like the best. Right. Right. Um, And there's so much psychological like work that you need to do mm-hmm. and what I find interesting is that um, I think it was in the shop that LeBron or somebody one of the players was talking about how like they're so grateful that they like hired a sports psychologist to mm. help them with their game to just like the just like okay the what are the roadblocks I'm having mm-hmm. currently because I'm not able to I'm not able to perform the way that I need to perform, but also that's also potentially helping them with other areas in their life too. Because with the whole Dwight Howard situation, I think it this whole with um, with um, what's his name with Mason and the allegations that are put on put on Dwight Howard, it's really problematic considering it's outing somebody potentially. Like Mason is outing Dwight Howard, right? That's not okay, you know. Um, there have been openly gay players in the NBA before but it's still not something that is widely no it's not talked about or accepted Uh, so there's that Um, there's this notion of like you know the stigma around HIV like oh you're just raw dogging everybody this is gonna be you know yeah bring him Magic magic Johnson Mm 2.0 like that's problematic Um, and I think even this notion that this stigmatization of like queer and trans people in general is just it just is all derived in this in this story mm-hmm. and we're not really talking about it because i think people are like oh dwight howard isn't playing because of his surgery so that's a legitimate reason to like talk about like, oh he has this major back surgery that he's going to be having but then it's also like is this true i don't know right and so but who dwight howard is as a person I've always found to be really sad. Yeah. He was supposed to be this like amazing player. I remember being in college being like, oh, Dwight Howard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good looking guy. He's going to bring the word of God to to basketball. Cool. But he's also talented. Like, all right. He's, he was supposed to be really Ace. Like yeah. he was supposed to be really good. He was supposed to be the talent of Shaq with the temperament of AC Green. Right. Like he was supposed to 
be this really great player and he hasn't been you know i mean he's still like when he's playing he does what he needs to do but like not in the level that we expected because he's it's so overshadowed by the baby mamas or potential allegations like this mm-hmm. and you know and who like his kind of goofy immaturity which wasn't a bad thing i i mean i don't think it's a bad thing either he he definitely ran adrift when he stopped being that guy i think i even said it to you years ago when he moved or he was toward the end of his time in Orlando and moving to LA and I said I haven't seen Dwight smile or have fun or joke yeah like he used to and I think and I halfway jokingly said I think it's because of all the alimony and child support he has to pay um he's like oh my pockets are being drained oh also in the article it mentioned how not just paying the women who've had his children Mm -hmm. but also his family. I'm sure he's and taking friends, care of all of his family. They are out for him. Mm. And that's the hard thing is like when you come in the league, all of a sudden you have all this money, all this fame. Right. And everybody wants it from yeah. you. People you don't even know are taking it from you. That's why if I ever win the lottery, no one's going to know. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> I haven't told you a word about. Motherfucker. <laughs> so anyway, that's why you still won't so pay for anyway, your Netflix ah, and Hulu. <laughs> whatever. So anyway. Uh, I'm just Dwight, yeah. <laughs> Dwight has. I'm also very much kidding. <laughs> um, Dwight has uh, has all these people reaching for him. Yeah, and and all of that. Yeah. The sadness has set in. The mm-hmm. confusion. The not, the frustration and not knowing how to express yourself. Yeah, and really not. He never went. College does a lot for someone, and part yeah. of it is just like exploring yourself and, and away others. from family and away from family. Like yeah. having that time to incubate your thoughts and right. your perceptions and world philosophies into f- forming kind of who you are. Dwight skipped all of that and went from a very homogenous Christian environment to a capitalist, right. money-driven industry that values him only for what he does on the court. Yeah. And when he was having fun, he was doing well. Yeah. But we told him as a society, Hey, you know how you're leading the league in rebounds per game, blocks per game, you're defensive player of the year four years in a row, you're an all-star, and you're scoring 22 points a game? Well, you're kind of like Shaq, but Shaq averaged 30 points a game. Right. You need better post moves. Right. You need to talk to Elijah Wan. You Mm. need to do this. You need to do that. You need to be better. So he tried to do all of these different things to appease people. And he never found himself. We could have just had... The best Dwight Howard yeah. version of 22 and 15 rebounds a game. And that would have been enough. But he told himself, I'm not enough for other people. Yeah. Like, I'm not satisfying other people. And that's psychologically really hard to take. Yeah. He just let, he just fell into that cycle. And I, as, some, like, as someone who, for a long time, cared very deeply about what other people thought, mm-hmm. I still care. Sure. But I only care very, like, my, that number of people are, like significantly smaller focused it's much more focused Mm -hmm. and it's by people that i like want to care what they think about me um that's super like damaging of the heart right like to to be so concerned about what other people think because you're just like i just want to be good enough i just want to be good enough for you right and it comes back to what we talked about earlier like when you yourself when you're trying to find love and success and all these different kinds of things, if you don't know who you are, yeah, you will 100% fail. Right. If you don't know who you are... Um, and how removed, you are. Yeah, removed removed from everyone else. If you take yeah. that lens off. 
that authenticity, like who you are in private and in your essence mm. should should be the same as yeah. you are in public. And for him, I just I don't think he's had that. So to the point where he um, when he's moved around as much as he has, he's really talked about like finding himself yeah. and trying to reconnect. Yeah. And, you know, they asked him, are you a Hall of Famer? He said, mm. oh, no question. Absolutely. And the rest of the league... is like, what? Yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> had a, like Shaq, Charles Barkley, to the point where Dwight, when he was on their show, brought that up and said, I was kind of hurt that when you said, you these said things, this, yeah. Charles. I'll yeah. remember that you said this. Yeah. Or Shaq, when you said right. this. He pays attention to that stuff. And so when he thinks... And... and <laughs> just a dog cough on set um there is when you uh when you pay attention to this stuff and you're someone who thinks that you're four-time defensive player of the year rebounding leader multi-year all-star is an in finals appearance is enough to get you into the hall of fame which i but if just on the surface if you told me those things i would say yeah that person's a hall of fame yeah but it's so very delicate how we think about players and legacy yep. when it comes to personality. Because yep. you can have a lot of accolades and hardware. But, but not if, be liked. But if you weren't liked, mm-hmm. you may not get that statue you, you yeah. wanted. Or you may and, not be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Right. And so now to have allegations that you are also, um, your sexual orientation is called into question. Right. In a league that is very hyper-masculine. Right accepting-ish of of openly gay mm-hmm. players and refs and things like that. Better than football. Right. B- debatably better than baseball or hockey. Right. Um, but still, like... Yeah, there's still a ton of work to be done. stigma. Like, right. When people... And then there's there's that stigma, but then there's also the the allegation of, like, you're threatening someone's life. Like, you're, mm-hmm. you know, your crew is doing things to potentially harm another human like that's they in the the mason said the reason they're threatening him is because he didn't sign like an nda or something like that no he wasn't going to sign a non-disclosure agreement and he wasn't going to take hush money right they offered allegedly mason says they offered him hush money and to sign a a non-disclosure agreement he said no and that's where the insults and the threats started coming from right from dwight howard's representatives right not him himself right and so trans to be transgender is different i think the terminal it's in society transgender is becoming more open and more accepted because naturally society tends to fall toward progress over time right and so in the same way that same-sex marriage or marriage equality is now a thing people are getting used to the idea of transgender the fluidity of progress so it used to be okay to call someone a tranny. I'm right. about to use some some slurs here mm-hmm. for, or outdated language for transgender folk mm-hmm. to just show how much evolution takes place and how inevitably we always get there. Right. So it's it was tranny to call someone who is of a different gender than their identified assigned sex at mm-hmm. birth. Then that's not okay. People would call it transvestite mm-hmm. for accuracy scientifically. Mm-hmm. Or socially, and mm-hmm. then that wasn't okay, so we went to transsexual. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't call someone any of these things anymore. Right. We call someone transgender now, and I can guarantee you, in ten years or less, it will be something different. It will be something different. Right. Um, you could call a black person. You could not call a black person black 
50 years ago. Nope. It would have been very offensive. Right. You, they would accept Negro, mm-hmm. no, no problem. But if you called someone Negro now... Yeah, no. Highly questionable. Right. Very suspect. Even if even if it's like in a in a contextual like educational like this. Right. Blah, blah, blah. It's like no. And of course yeah. the the archetype N word is completely out of the question. Right. You know, so like all these terms have changed over time and will continue to change and America and the world's acceptance of these things will change. So we're talking about Dwight Howard with a transgender woman or gay man mm-hmm. knowing full well that being Gay in the United States is now on the books as "quote unquote" legal, right? You know? Oh my, which is so bonkers to <laughs> think can, about. Like, okay, now you can like. <laughs> yeah, it's like what the fuck. <laughs> like, uh, so it's, yes, it's, now you can like who you want to like. What right. The hell? It's, like, it's, get so, out it's here. so it's really funny how society and government says something's okay, and then it's like still not okay for a while, but you do you can do it legally. So, for example, I'm mixed. Right. But for a long time, you couldn't marry a black person. Yep. Yep. People still did it. People yep. were still having sex. Thomas Jefferson and the like were still hooking up with black people. That racist but it, mofo. <laughs> I know, but, it wasn't, but it wasn't legal. Right. And then it's like, look at all these mixed babies. You know, this look is at illegal. This Trevor Noah. And then it just yeah, <laughs> no. and then it just kept happening. They were like. And look, well, but all these mixed babies are really pretty. I know. <laughs> they were like, aren't they cute? Wait, no. They're criminals. And then they're like, okay, now it's okay. We're going to legalize it, so you're okay now. They're like, okay, good. I was surely not fucking people yeah. because you were telling me it was illegal. And then the whole, like, being gay and, and liking the same sex, and, and, you know, people say, this, you can't do it. It's a sin. Right. It's off the... And then you see it just continuing to happen gay pride parades mm-hmm. and all the like stonewall riots right, and stuff right. you're like but okay, if you're in now. like but if you're in like you know boofu idaho oh yeah podunk that, you're not yeah. going to yeah well yeah and, uh, see that well, but whole, you'll you'll see it maybe in another way like in society with like twitter and instagram right and things like that the too. proliferation of the idea and the concept is a positive right uh, and as a resistance, and it's really hard because, like, the people who are doing the governmental sanctioning against mm-hmm. things like this are always saying what you can't do because right. it's wrong. If we break that down, what is wrong really means it makes me uncomfortable, right. which means I'm not. It's fear. Yeah, it's fear. I'm 100% totally fear. And then the opposition to that is. You know this is about love at the root, right? Right. Like, this is love? Right. Okay, we're fighting the fear with love. Right. And then you're like, you know what you're saying doesn't actually make sense, right? Right. Like, logically. So you're fighting fear with logic and love, and eventually the law catches up and says, okay, this is fine. But (laughs) just now, it's like, now it's okay because we've given you approval. And and gay people and mixed race marriages are like, oh, good. Oh, right. Oh, thanks for your permission. (laughs) That's so wonderful. Because, you know, it's so great. (laughs) And and here we are with marijuana at the same tip where it's like, okay, now we're making it and selling it on the streets for profit. Right. You have states legalizing it. Right. Can we, can we have all the brothers and sisters who are locked up not be locked up anymore so we got so we, at the same time we have marriages and love and these different things coming into society as accepted dwight howard is in one of the most capitalist populist uh sports in the world right and he's caught up in a conversation with someone who he may or may not have thought was attractive right who may have thought he was attractive right we don't care that dwight had Relations with five women? 
Okay. Plus hundreds of women. Mm-hmm. Dwight has slept with hundreds of women and mm-hmm. had multiple children. We kind of look the other way on that behavior because it's acceptable. Right. But the idea that he could like someone who is a man is salacious enough to cause physical threats. Yeah. Is ridiculous. Because it could ruin his career. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. It's kind of bonkers. That's that's what's wild to me that like we're more upset about him potential. Like, again, these are all allegations. None of it has been proven. Right. This person has some... Yeah, you know, dusty looking past too. So Maybe like, it didn't happen. Yeah, and and if it didn't happen, it didn't happen. Let's right. call it what it is, right? But, um, but also like thinking about it in the sense of like, that is what is making us upset, and not because you know, us being such a Christian nation, the fact that he's sleeping with all these women should not make us mm. feel some kind of way. Also, why are we caring so deeply about who people are sleeping with as long know. as it's consensual? I don't understand. Like. Alex, if you wanted to sleep with a million women tonight, mm-hmm. first of all, I feet. do want to sleep. Actually, I would be tired. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, I would be very. You're gonna be really tired. I couldn't. But if last you wanted, like, oh, wow, okay, a million uh, women. No, that's true. No, I'm just, I'm just I'd more be saying tired that. at five. But like, but say like you wanted to sleep with five different women tonight, as long as it's consensual and hopefully you're safe about it. Mm-hmm. Why the hell should I care? Maybe I have some thoughts about it. Be like, hey, it seems a little reckless for you to do that. I can say that to you as a friend who mm-hmm. cares about you and, and loves you very deeply. It's part of my exercise regimen. Sure, of course. Same. Me too. <laughs> Do it all the time. Um, my doctor told me. <laughs> my doctor told me I should be having all the sex. <laughs> but, you know, like, why does it matter? It doesn't. It doesn't, right? Like, unless it's affecting you personally, why does it matter? Yeah, and, and for Dwight, it seems like it's affecting him personally right. because of his hyper masculine environment yeah and therefore the male ego mm-hmm. and, the and his and his desire to be accepted so right. so deeply for him that's the damaging part and i really want him to to not be way de- i'll put dwight howard in the same psychological categorical class as like a derrick rose mm. in terms of you were a really, really good player. But Derrick Rose is having his comeback. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You've been a very good player, and then you hit some roadblocks and psychological, yeah. psych- internal and external yeah. that have made you believe that you are not good enough or once what you once were. And Derek is on the upswing now. Yeah. Coming out of his valley. Consi- toward consistently the on the upswing, which is I'm so happy about. He's reminded himself what he is yep. and been good enough for himself that now it's starting to pay off. And we're all applauding him as he's gone along this way, even though he's also had some off-the-court stuff that is also questionable. Yep, he has. Um, Allegations that were proven not real. He was found not responsible. Not responsible. He did, Still yeah. happened. Still happened. Still he, was aware he, of it. Yes. Not he wasn't. He wasn't the perpetrator, but he was... Right around or was aware that something had happened potentially right. but legally not found at responsibility yeah. so anyway dwight um has some off the court stuff and some psychological stuff to get over but if he can the maturity piece for Derek came into place too mm-hmm. and he's more of a leader than he was yeah and for he's dwight, gone through some life he's gone through some life and as dwight has gone through some life and now in this recent article from sports illustrated reflects upon that I hope that he's come into more leadership and um, he also will will get back, get back to what he has been. And I hope, and it's like, it comes, I think a theme of our 
our cast has been know thyself, right? Like mm-hmm. just know who you are before, because those things and know mm-hmm. that you are going to evolve and change and that's okay too. Right. Because that's only going to help because really you can know your, when you know yourself and you know who you are at your core, when things come at you, it's much harder for you to waver. It's much harder mm-hmm. for you to tremble and fall. Oh my God. And so like when you have a strong foundation of who you are, Come at me, world. Oh, like, my God. Come, and, and the world will come at you. It makes decisions easy. Yeah, 100%. When, when you know your values, decision-making is easy. Yeah, 100%. Oh my God. I turned down a vegan Oreo cake. You did. At, at high-pressure Even- steaks. <laughs> And I said no, and it wasn't. I just hard. want to say, as a person you were who, aware. as a person who knew you, I said, you know, he's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna want that. Like he's not gonna eat that. He's he's just not going to. They said, try the cake. It's delicious. I said, well, it looks very good. And I thought that would be enough to appease this person. No. And you were like, he's not gonna eat it. Yeah. It's just he said. I said this even before you walked into the apartment. I was just like, Alex is not and gonna then, eat and this. Our, and this and this person said, I uh, well, why is he not gonna eat it? And you're like, because there's sugar. Yeah. I don't eat sugar. Yeah. So to like eat you, the cake you, is easy. Yeah, yeah. People are like, but it's it's good. I was like, you're telling me you made a cake out of Oreos? It no, should be good. Uh, I'm like, of course it's gonna be good. What did you not? I mean, did you put like 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 rotten tomatoes <laughs> in it or something? Yeah. If as long as you chopped up Oreos and put it together in a cake formation, yeah, it's gonna be delicious. It's guaranteed good. Yeah. So it, consider that. You know. Anyway, values wise, right? Like know thyself, and just do that. Yeah. And, and be unapologetic on that too, right? And mm-hmm. so like, you know, and if people around you don't respect that, like if someone's like, here's here's cake, I want you to eat it. And and then they get pissed at you because you don't eat <laughs> it. Was it was funny. It was Yeah, funny. he was, yeah, 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 like this was like a joke. But like, yeah, yeah. this is an example of like, oh, I'm, I'm pissed at you didn't eat my cake that I made for you. It's just like, well, but you, it's, it's like also like, but you, Bri, you know me. You know that I don't eat sugar. So why... Girl, why are you getting upset about something that you know? You know, funny. you know, it was funny when I went to that event. Mm-hmm. I really thought, uh, and I brought alcohol to that yeah. as a as a as a like gift. a thank you, yeah, yeah, as a gift. But um, I wasn't gonna drink yeah. while I was there. Sometimes when I go to events, I qu- I think, hmm, am I gonna face some pressure tonight about not drinking? I don't know. We'll see. That is something that sometimes crosses my mind. Yeah. But it usually never happens. Yeah. And if it does, I just do the same thing. Yeah. Um, I rare, rarely. I mean, I mean, it's like, like alcohol in our society. This is somewhat of a tangent, but right. I just want to say, alcohol in our society. If you were to tell someone I'm an alcoholic, they would back off and say, "Oh, okay." Yeah, but if you're fine. just a teetotaler that's not drinking, yeah, then, or like you're not drinking today, or you're not drinking this right. month, or whatever, they might pressure you a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if you've done it long enough, for people to just know you're not going to, right? Then they let you alone. But with sugar. People just don't understand. It's not a yeah. It's, but they don't realize it's a drug. Right. They don't realize like sugar is an actual. They're just like drug. twitching and scratching. <laughs> like it's sugar. What's wrong with sugar? <laughs> okay with sugar. I've had five. <laughs> five cakes today. Um, it's like anyway. Um, but yeah, know thyself and to thine own self be true. And I don't know if these allegations are true. We don't know. Right. But we for don't. Dwight and for Mason and for all peoples involved and anyone who is just encountering and coming into conversations around transgender identity and transgender politics right um let's be kind let's listen let's open our hearts and our minds to the idea that not everyone sees things the same way right and so long as 
as far as what I can tell, being transgender doesn't hurt anyone. Nope. It just makes you it makes you feel a little uncomfortable if you're never seen something seen someone right. like that and that's okay too. That's okay. Because with uncomfortability there comes growth. That's you know, that's what puberty work. is. Just saying. <laughs> puberty is just like a stretch of like feeling weird. <laughs> and you grow up and you have really cute facial hair, some boobs, some hips, you know. And it, and you're like, oh, I don't look so bad. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I was just think I was with you the whole way. I was like, I have some boobs. Oh, I didn't get the boobs. Some hips. Well, they didn't re- okay, she's talking about women specifically. Yeah, okay, but I said facial I hair for you. Yeah, I said facial had, hair, muscles. Uh-huh. You know, your 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 voice goes down a bit. You get, yeah. you, get you become a man. Yeah, your voice changes. It's a whole other world. Yes, it's you know, like uncomfortability. There's usually some growth with it. So. Hope he grows up. I hope the league grows up. And I really hope these allegations aren't true. And if they are true, they everyone should be prosecuted for what's happening. Because that's not okay. And I also, for the folks who are uh, liberal, pseudo-intellectuals, mm-hmm. I'll put myself in that group as well. Yep. Um, who do follow basketball? That is a weird Venn diagram to be in. Like, to be in that set where you, you are a basketball... Aficionado, if not savant connoisseur. Right. And you're also like uh, an, a curiously intellectual person. I would I would put both of us in that middle section right there. Yeah, we're in that. Yeah, so we're for in there. people like us who are frustrated by these men and mm-hmm. the politics of like talking about yeah. this issue so insensitively, I we need to keep in mind less than probably I'm gonna throw out a number. Less than 5% of the players in this association finished four years of college. Yeah. And of those 5%, how many of them really talked about the politics of social identities and sexuality? In college? Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. They they passed some courses so they could continue to play basketball so they could get to the league. So then you got 95%. They passed, quote unquote, passed courses. You took home act five times. Right. Um, Someone passed you. Right. So you do this. 95% of your league consists of guys who never got conversations around this subject and got millions of dollars just to play basketball. Yep. So, like... Give them some grace in terms of coming into this conversation. Yeah, They're learning. We're all on our journeys. We're all on our journeys. All right, friend. Ready to talk about some dope people and close us off? Do it. All right, let's go. All right, folks. It is time to talk about our dope people of the week. I'm going to start off our dope person segment, which is, I think, my favorite. It's usually the shortest segment and uh, the most fun, in, one of the one of the more fun parts of our um, of our cast. Um, so my person this week is going to be Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Who that? So Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, or Alexand- Alexandria, or AOC, sometimes referred to just by her initials, AOC. Okay. Um, is an American politician and educator. She is currently the uh, in the U.S. representative. She's a U.S. rep, rep uh, elect. She's a congresswoman. Um, for those for those of you who don't know what that means, uh, I was just laughing at your foghorn leghorn. 
impression. This. <laughs> she is a U.S. A U.S. and she's a congresswoman. <laughs> <laughs> she's a she's a she's a congressman. Um, she she represents the New York 14th congressional congressional district, which is like part of the Bronx, New Queens in New York. Get it. Um, and she defeated the incumbent um, congressman, Democratic Caucus Chair Joe Crowley. Uh, it was a pretty big upset victory because she uh, is incredibly progressive um, in her values and views on very many things. Um, and so when she won the primaries, people were like, what? That's wild. Because she very much grassroots, very uh, Bernie Sanders-esque kind of small donations kind of got her there. And what makes her really unique is that she will be when she finally gets sworn in and starts her job January 3rd, um, she will be the youngest congresswoman in history. You better get it. Yeah. And she's just really, really smart and very um, forthcoming of who she is and very authentically so. Um, She went to, I believe she went to Boston University, so she went to BU, um, and she lives in the Bronx with her boyfriend that she met in BU and like having a good time. One of the reasons why I picture her as my dope person this week is because I've been incredibly impressed with her authenticity from the jump, um, from talking about how she literally was saying, so right now they're in the process, I don't know if you know this, when you are first elected as a congressperson, you there's orientation for you. So you, Oh, you, like any job. Like any job. You go to D.C., you start setting up your offices. You go to like you learn like what Robert's rules of order are. You, you here's know. how you fight. Here's how you disagree. Yeah. Here's how you here's get how you do your job ornery. as a congressperson. Here's how you're disagreeable. Yes, all those things. Here's how you grumble under yeah. your breath. And so one of the things she talked about was that like until her salary kicks in, which it won't kick in until January, right. she can't afford to live in D.C. Hmm. She got real life problems. Right. She's like, she's like, because I don't know if y'all know this. I'm one of the people. I was a waitress for a long time and doing like ground, you know, like community service work. And I saved up enough money and me and my partner saved enough money that we could have survived me not working for several months when I was campaigning. Right. So, but like, I'm at a place where I can't do that. So like, you know, we're, we're keep, we're keeping it, you know pretty low-key and of course fox news fox news and stuff were like oh she doesn't know how to save and, blah, and like, oh my she's, god you know just like she's such a millennial blah 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 <laughs> and it's just like okay she didn't have friends from the golf course who could help her with <laughs> yeah. an apartment well then they also were making they were also commenting about how she did this article um for some magazine i forget what magazine and she's wearing this like armani suit Right, and like oh, well, she could afford that, but she can't afford oh, whatever. And she's that's like, from the magazine. "I'm like, it's not hers, it's you dumb shits." Fucking, <laughs> like, oh my for god, for a photo shoot, you wouldn't know that because you're only on Golf Digest magazine, <laughs> it's an AARP. Yeah, seriously. And so recently, she did a live stream, I believe, on either Instagram or Twitter or, so- or on Facebook or something like that. And she's literally eating Easy Mac, Hell yeah. like mac and cheese. That's vegan. With isn't it? That can't be. Right. I was going to say. That can't be. 
It stays so long. <laughs> it's true. Um, and she like is mixing it and eating it with like a coffee stir. And yeah. people are like, that is the most like authentic. She's Bronx. She's just like, <laughs> I'm, and, I'm all, and she's talking and she's been really transparent about like the things she's learning yeah. when she's there. And she's like, this is what I understood what Robert's Rules of Order are. This is like, these are, this is how we're going to have to set up our offices. And I need to hire all these people. So here's an application, like essentially like a Google form of like the people could apply. She's like, hopefully, preferably people of color that are living in Bronx and the Queens are the people that I want to hire. You know, just like, she's being like really authentic and herself completely, right? And for that, I'm just so incredibly grateful for to find this young woman who's 29 years old doing work for the people. And I'm really excited to see what her political career will be because she has incredibly progressive thoughts Mm -hmm. uh, from things about Palestine and Israel to... uh, prison reform um gotta do it to uh education to marijuana to um just like even like the whole like amazon coming to long island city she's like nope not into it because that's her oh, district right yeah, i get it i get um, it i get it i get it yeah so like she's oh. she's incredibly uh forthcoming and very authentically herself and of course she's labeled by the right as like the socialist who just wants a handout and all these different things uh, but that's not who she is and um i'm just really grateful that there is a person like her that so many young people can look up to um who is um, very clear about what what she where she stands and um, is excited to do the work for the people. So and it's really cool to like see someone really talking about what it's like to be a congressperson for the first time and all the things that she has to deal with because that'll only hopefully inspire other young people to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So Alexandria, thanks for being dope. That's my girl. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's mine. What's yours? My dope person this week is Riley Morrison. Riley Morrison? She is a... <gasps> I think I know who Riley Morrison is. I bet you do, by the look on your face. <laughs> okay, go she, ahead, talk, talk about Riley. She is a nine-year-old girl. Yes, yeah, she is. Who wrote a letter to Steph Curry. She sure did. And she, with the help of her dad, they've sure, been sure, campaigning sure. and posting on social media to, to reach Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. And you can see a picture of her handwritten letter on... on um, ruled paper Mm -hmm. it says dear Stephen Curry Mm -hmm. and she outlines for Steph that she loves basketball she plays basketball she's a big fan of him right and wanted to buy his shoes and so she went to the store to get those shoes Mm -hmm. and they only had them in the men's section and the boys section but they didn't have any in the women's section Mm -hmm. they never do she was like what up with that yeah because I like your shoes and I know you support women because you have a woman sir not a lot of people like your shoes so like when you <laughs> I was gonna um, you, you, listen so this she's is your, like this is your time she's like she said she said uh, you know I know you have two daughters of your own and I know you even have a women's basketball camp a girls basketball camp right, that right. you host so like what gives and Steph replied back and said, hey, you know, thank you so much. I've been talking to Under Armour, the brand who makes his shoes, uh, the past couple days, trying to get this yeah. worked out. Yeah. And so on our website, you'll notice now when you go to the Under Armour website, under women's, they now have a basketball section. Mm-hmm. So they included basketball shoes under the women's section, which it wasn't before, just days ago. And um, they're working to release some more women's uh, appropriate shoes appropriate meaning like they cater to women and they they th- let's face it 
His shoes are mm-hmm. all the same shoes. Men's feet and women's feet are the same feet. Right. They don't differ. Yeah. Um, so anyone can fit in a Steph Curry shoe, but right. Under Armour will explore marketing women's sizes. So the tag inside the shoe might have a women's size on it. And right. the colorway right. may look a little bit more woman, feminine women, or whatever. Woman yeah. leaning. Right. Without being too trite as to have like pink or something, you know, frilly. Right. So anyway, um, so Steph Curry was responsive to that and um, listened to a young girl's uh, request, a simple request. And so thank you, Riley, for putting that out there. And we appreciate it. And Steph appreciates it because um, the Curry 5, which you asked him for, is a trash shoe. It's so, a garbage <laughs> shoe. It's a really... <laughs> Riley, if I could, if you're listening... You need to, and Steph said, I'm going to send you a pair of the fives right now. Mm-hmm. So he sent her a pair of That's... curry fives. And he said, you'll be one of the first girls to get the curry six, which is coming out soon. The curry six will feature the new cushioning system hover, which mm-hmm. is reportedly very good, bouncy sure. and soft. That's good. People are looking forward to that because your curry fives are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, across YouTube, people are flaming those things. You know what I realized we didn't talk about? What? Kawhi Leonard signing with uh, New Balance. New Balance? I mean... How, I mean, it's so short, marketable. Is, isn't it so... <laughs> it's so him. Like, isn't it? It's very him. It's, it's like... like it's, <laughs> say more. Say more. Or say less. Let's I mean, be yeah, real. say less. New Balance. Say less. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like, who would be the best person to sign Kawhi Leonard? A, a brand that hasn't had a shoe in 20 years. <laughs> Actually. Really under the radar. Yes. Didn't see... And, and good running shoes. Very good, very good running, running shoes. shoes, and like you know, they, I usually add New Balances and Adidas. Were the were the two that I always yeah, had as running shoes. So. Very good. So you would you would expect? I'm happy for Kawhi. Yeah, got, I just completely forgot about that. <laughs> you know but, what's funny? New Balance. Just as an aside, he uh, turned down his Jordan brand contract because they were going to offer him five years. No. Uh, about four years and twenty million dollars, so about five million a year. Mm-hmm. And he said, "No, I'm worth more than that." And so he signed with New Balance, and New Balance offered him um, four years and twenty million dollars. And he said, "Cool." He's <laughs> so like, "Yeah, I'll take just, that." He's and just salty. Just the the amount of like memes of people being like, like New Balance, being like, so what kind of shoe design do you want or whatever? And then the and Kawhi's just like the basic New Balance, that <laughs> white like. Pe- that people wear at like the hospital it's right. so funny right. i just it's anyway a, it's, a, it's like i call him quiet Be- that's funny because he is he is say less he says say say less. Less. He's, he'll sneak up on you and that's the thing that new balance does is they yeah. sneak up on you in the market and yeah he's gonna be there he has to be their marquee player because he's their only player yeah and so it's perfect for him yeah it's it's he, he always he always has his own lane. He's always had that. Anyway, I'm a leader. But congrats to Riley. That's super dope to use your voice in a way to be heard and really awesome of Steph Curry, which I'm not even surprised by his response to be honest cuz no. he's he's always been such a gentleman like class that, act. such a class act like that. Um so and considering that his daughter's name is also Riley. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of cute. And Steph, don't let you a Under Armour uh, mess up the Curry Six, please. Please don't. They please. They did great. Sir. The Curry Ones were f- f- good. Good. The Curry Twos really, really good. Yeah. And then since then, it's been kind of garbage. You, you. It looks really... like someone that like someone in my mom's nursing floor would wear. No. Yeah. No. The 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 threes were eh, 
And the fours were really bad in yep. terms of durability and no no cushion. Right. No, it's like infused concrete inside <laughs> of the, the midsole. And then the fives gave everyone blisters. They looked cool, yeah. but they gave everyone foot problems. So like with the six and going forward, please have more discernment on your footwear. I think he will. He has style. He'll be fine, hopefully. We'll see. So we're ending off the cast. Thank you for sticking with us. It's a little bit longer than we usually do, but it was a good conversation all around. I really liked it. So make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dabblin' Dribblin. And make sure you're subscribed and rating us wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Anything to uh, leave the folks with? Any any final words of wisdom? Give Carmelo Anthony a job. Damn. Yeah. And and Colin Kaepernick. And Colin Kaepernick. Let's let's give them jobs. Yeah. Alright. Alright, folks. Be dope and we'll catch you later. See ya.